Hey folks, sorry about last week. This sorry. is episode 14, the first No Sopranos episode, although we did kind it, of... It has just as much Sopranos as the other 13 did. <laughs> well, no, it's, kind of, it's like when you switch your dog food, you can't just do it all in one go. You got to kind of yeah, baby... Yeah, you integrate yeah. a little bit. So we time. did mention the Sopranos. Yeah. It kind of came in up context, organically. Though. Yeah, yeah it, was it, totally organic. it worked out organically, but we cover... What do we cover? Uh, well, I mean, as far as covering... <laughs> That's kind of gross now that I think about it. You'll, you'll understand that reference sure. at the end. Sure, yeah. But, uh, well, I'll just say... This is an episode for the guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're all for everybody. At least with the, from a woman's standpoint, you get a much deeper, darker look at who we really are. Ooh, you really, things you already know, yeah. we just accentuate your knowledge. This isn't spoiling too much. That's the next book we write. Oh, yeah. The other side. The taco yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that we have no reference on, so that'll be an even better. We'll have to get a ghostwriter. Yeah, on that that's one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we 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 somehow landed on Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark tonight. Didn't really. We we kind of know the drill now. We're, yeah. not, we're not here to sum up Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. We just like having it on in the background. Gave us a little bit to talk about uh, along the way. Yeah. Um, it came up a, 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 a fair a, amount. A fair amount, I yeah. think, and it led to some decent conversation. But other than that, it was masturbation. <laughs> Uh, lots and lots. But in historical context. In historical context. And it was really because all born I, out of a funny I, sketch idea it, that we, it is that we good, came up it, with. It, but that, we did touch on, like, you know, these things are, we are sometimes informative. I shared a little bit of hist- real historical knowledge yeah. about Civil War uh, reenactments. We we talked about, what else did we talk about? Well, it's not unlike, I think, in Dances with Wolves, sure. when you see one of those officers use his diary to wipe his ass. Sure. It does, when you see that, it does make you go, ooh, like, toilet paper isn't just a thing that's always been around. Sure. So what were they using mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere to wipe their ass with? And it's like, oh, pretty much anything that they could. Yeah. So Oops. on that note, you tend to wonder about other There's things. There's other aspects history. of history. When you start going down, you think you know everything, and I can tell you, you most certainly do not. There's the, the greatest PhD in the land on any particular subsect of history. He thinks yeah. he knows everything, and I promise you, he doesn't know. There's deep, dark holes he <laughs> yeah, literally like, hasn't gone down into. People may or may not know that, you know, Stalin had diarrhea a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Like, that was... Like, every, every time Stalin used the restroom, I'm sure there was someone outside the door, a caretaker, are, are you okay? Like, every time. If you ask me that again, <laughs> you're going into the gulag. <laughs> and if you've seen, you think this is bad, wait till you've seen gulag diarrhea. Uh, no, but yeah, we, 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 it wasn't all masturbation. We, had, we were all over the place, but it was a good yeah, time. It was fun. It was a good episode. It was a nice breakaway. It's, it's not really anything new mm-hmm. as far as these episodes go. But uh, it was a good uh, first step away from uh, being tethered to one show. Mm-hmm. We threw out some ideas for next week. If any of the listeners out there who are hopefully liking, rating, <laughs> reviewing, sharing. subscribing, sharing. and sharing, maybe you hit us up at tptopod at gmail.com. Dot com. And you send us some ideas for what you would like us to hear. Superfan Midge, I know you're out there. Yeah. What do you want us to watch? Midge, could you, don't. Uh, email it. Could you send a, a handwritten note from New Orleans? <laughs> really have to spend some money. That way, yeah. like that would give us impetus to really use your your. Oh material. yeah, for sure. Yeah, send that snail mail, and we'll, yeah. even if it's waiting to exhale, you got it. Oh, that that's an interesting <laughs> one. We'll watch Dumb and Dumber right after that. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, it's stop or mom will shoot. Yeah, or throw your mom from a train. Ooh, that is a Owen. That's got it all. Danny, <laughs> Owen! De- Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think Stallone. 
Uh, no, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. I'm getting... Which one am I thinking with? Stallone's mom is a cop. That's stop her mom will shoot. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, you threw it out there. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, that one's too sentimental for me. <laughs> I can't do that one. We can talk about it later. We'll come back to waiting to exhale. But yeah, uh, great. Had a good time in 14. Looking forward to next week. Yep, this is going to be 14. Uh, stay tuned for 15 for WFUCK. The Bam. Bam. We will see you guys next week. Holla. band is is just like douchey covers of songs that nobody <laughs> wants to hear a cover of five finger death punch <laughs> opening this summer from puddle of mud <laughs> and mushroom head <laughs> making a comeback <laughs> at your town's local city hall <laughs> during the daisy festival next week jimmy eat world oh no, i like them not really <laughs> i like that I one song i don't dislike I remember that one song i won't make fun of them like i'd make fun of puddle of mud I don't. Can you give me a song? I don't. Rec- a puddle of mud. Yeah. I don't. Know, don't make me think of that. Well, <laughs> you thought of it enough to shit on them on the pod. I just thought there might be one song that you'd have to Google it. Uh, unfortunately, there's no porn stars I'm, I need to look up right now that's plugged in charging. I guarantee you, we could we could look up their four radio hits, and you go, <laughs> "Oh, gross! I know that one. Ooh, gross! I know that one." <laughs> Like all the, like the porn stars. <laughs> yeah, poor male porn stars. Not unlike Puddle of Mud's uh, radio hits, you would know, you know all them. of them. You know all of them. Some are a little bit uh, muskier than others, but still, you know them. <laughs> I love that this episode started with just singing Five Finger Death Punch's mm. rendition of Bad Company. Yeah. Episode 14, may as well, you know, we're going to mention it in the intro, may as well cover it now. This is uh, this is the Wild West. Yeah, we, we just went through Amazon Prime and said... Landed on a gem. I was pushing for ladybugs, <laughs> but... Well, originally, you wanted Cliffhanger, which I'm not saying would have been a bad choice. I think Cliffhanger needs to be next week. Maybe we bounce... And f- we don't go movie to movie. Maybe we bounce it off next week. We, do, uh, we watch uh, One American News for an hour. Mm. Just Ugh. sit there. Oh, I know, gross. but see what. Think about the things that what we about, might. We've talked about. What? Do you have a DVD player here? What yeah. if? What if we? What if we threw in Pirates, the the adult film, the highest the, the highest priced adult film, with wait, Evan wait, Stone. Wait, wait. You own it. I happen to have that on <laughs> DVD from many moons ago. I'd have to find it. It's probably in the attic. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's definitely not locked under lock and key in a secret <laughs> compartment in my closet. Probably in my attic. <laughs> it's probably in my attic. It's probably it's covered in dust. Dust and, and, and tears. It's, it's not in a display case or anything, like a shadow box. <laughs> it's not autographed <laughs> by the leads. It's, it's definitely not. It's def- it rarely makes an appearance. Yeah. No, I, uh, there was a true story. I, I feel like I was in a starship probably buying, I don't remember what I was in there buying. I don't even think I was alone. I was probably in there with someone who was buying a water pipe. And I had heard about that movie, and I had heard that it was, like, the highest, uh, the, the, most, the most money ever spent on a production. Like, it's got CGI skeletons and all this shit. And I was yeah. like, 
I kind of want to know what that that's like. And it happened. This was well past when it had come out on DVD. It was in the sale bin for like seventeen dollars. And it's a double on disc. Sale. Wow. It's like it's like buying it. Does on it have cassette. good scenes? No. That's what I thought. I no, for all the money they spent on it, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a, it, visually it is it does look better than your standard oh this is my my bachelor house with like very very minimalist furniture and and we're just going to do it in front of these giant window but displays. do they do it yeah they do in a pirate ship and other places and there are CGI skeletons and there's CGI fire and sword fighting and it's a whole elaborate thing and there's an orgy scene hey I'm on board we've, we've discussed in it. enough on this thing to really bring it on and Showcase it. I mean, whatever's playing in the background. But is I do want to say so. something as we're before we announce what we're watching here. Oh, we haven't said it yet. We haven't. <clears throat> we're a few minutes in. It's pirates. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> no, uh, I don't want this to become everything we watch is like because it happened to me just now. We so we'll just go ahead and get it out there. We, we landed on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. I am the huge. I mean, there might be one. Re- we've talked about my love of history and teaching and Nazis. Not love of, but teaching of right. the love of teaching about that history yeah. period of time. It all spawns from Indiana Jones. You throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. Yeah, I mean, this is this is where my love of history started was Indiana Jones <laughs> and my parents. But if you could balanced. be an Indiana Jones, an archaeologist that also goes on ex- explorations with and just pulls puss like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then and then eventually finds out that they're working for the other side and they're actually like crazy Nazis. Mm. Or they they constantly yell your name in an irritating way. Yeah. In me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, you cheat, Doctor Jones. You cheat. Uh, no, I, I I love it. But anyways, what I was thinking when we started here and we were doing our, we were singing our five finger death punch and uh, puddle of mud was I was like I we could make this into a, a porn parody and I was like wait uh, stop golden voice I just <laughs> I just thought of a puddle of mud song uh, he says I love the way you smack smack my ass in the song but I can't remember how the rest of it goes okay. <laughs> That's a classic derail yeah. right there for me personally. <laughs> That's what the new I, name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode of This Pod Thing of Ours. We're returning next week Welcome with a new back. format. <laughs> Welcome back to Derailed Sidebar. Derailed Sidebar! Uh, no, but I don't want a, everything we watch to turn into, this could be a porn. <laughs> you know? I'm sure this is. I'm a hundred. You know I, what? We were. I was sure that Andy Griffith had been porn parodies, and it and it hasn't. Yeah. Now I'm not. I I'm not going to suggest that we turn everything we watch into a porn. Maybe Ladybugs. <laughs> but I mean, because I mean, that at all. There's a lot. There's a lot to go with there. But uh, no, I'm I'm I would not doubt that there is an Indiana Jones esque uh, porno out there already. There's, Probably dated. Probably. We, if anything, we could update it. Yeah. Give it a facelift. Bring it into or facial. You know, 20, I mean, there's a lot of ways to go. <laughs> bring it into 2018 or you know 2027. 20, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, one of the favorite things about about Indiana Jones has always been these these scenes where everything is so booby trapped. Yeah. Like how, how in the hell? Like this is supposed to be like a four thousand year old mind tent. Where do they have that technology to catapult? Well, and how did they test it? 
Yeah. Like, you know, somebody spent a lot of time intricately, not just this movie, but any movie like it, they're intricately booby-trapping things. He's got he's to lift a, a golden idol, and then, and then as soon as the weight is off, this thing goes down, and all hell is unleashed. Yeah, but that's the main and problem. And a giant boulder comes out of nowhere. Uh, we can discuss movie. I just had this conversation today with somebody else. Every f- great film has its holes. What I didn't like about this one was that, so he's got that bag. What if that had been perfectly weighted? Mm-hmm. Like down to the little pebble of sand. Like whoever created that was like, this is exactly what that skull weighs. You know, yeah. if you and then the Indy just like just for the movie just takes out a handful and spreads it so you can see that it's full of sand <laughs> before he tries to do the maneuver. It's funny, like the the his assistant in the background is going, like, "No, what are you doing? <laughs> it's it was perfect. There's no way we can pick it up now. It's mixed in with the temple dirt. There's no saving it now." I'm Alfred Molina. This is this is actually my, 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 my this is my big break, and I'm not gonna make it past the introductory scene. I'm gonna I'm gonna be darted to death by indigenous people outside. It worked of this. out for Alfred Molina. He's doing okay. Yeah, I love Alfred Molina and Boogie Nights. Oh, he's great. Boogie Nights needs to be on the list. It does. Boogie Nights to watch. Very long, but it's uh... yeah. Well, that's I mean I think the thing about having movies on in the background sometimes we may never reference them, <clears> but we're certainly not going to complete a film. Yeah. You know, I'm a superstar. <laughs> that, man, it's just such a good film. What is? Superstar? Uh, no. Uh, Boogie Nights. Remember he whips it out the ends? Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a superstar. Yeah, okay, I remember that. <coughs> no, I like when... Uh, that prosthetic penis that I am sure Mark Wahlberg has told many people is... Yeah, no, that was real. That was real. Yeah. That was real. <laughs> guys, that's my real dick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Boston. I'm from Boston? That's, that's the way every dick dick. looks. All of our brothers. My dick's a little bit bigger than my brothers. You ever eat one of my cheeseburgers? Wahlburgers? <laughs> Have you had one? Um, I feel like it's kind of a haze, but in the Vegas trip, I feel like we went to or walked past a Wahlburgers. Mm-hmm. But it was not to... I don't remember. That's it's that's kind yeah. of a, that's kind of a blur. We were in Toronto. We we were coming back, and the line for Tim Horton. The only restaurant we saw was Tim Hortons. I don't know if you're familiar. It's like a Canadian art Hardee's. Okay. And uh, do they sell pie? I feel like every Canadian restaurant, so. even yeah. the fast food, was like, "Would you like a slice of pie?" It, it might be a fried pie. Still. At Tim Hortons, I don't know, but it's not. You know, it's just Hardee's. And uh, the line was so damn long. <laughs> Waited for thirty minutes to get a mediocre. Bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. I look across the way, and even though it's nine thirty in the morning, Wahlburgers is open. No one's, no one's there. I was like, hmm. I would have had a burger. Mm. I would have had a my own, my very oh, first yeah. Wahlburgers. I get, I get poo pooed on this. I'm not a breakfast food person. Mm. It's not my. I just, I don't like eating in general in the morning. That's the last thing I want to do. I'm like a, give me a vegetable juice if I'm trying to be healthy, and some black coffee, and maybe a granola bar just so I can say I put something down, but. Like bacon and eggs and hash browns and a waffle like that. Never. It's rarely appealing. Yeah. The only time that I love breakfast food, and in fact, when we lived in the Highlands, I used to go to the Majestic all the time mm. and get what their version of the All Star for dinner. The most overpriced yeah. breakfast. But the way they do those eggs with the cheddar, there's like the something. Just I, I'm not. It's saying it's, it's not good. I'm just do, saying it is. Pri- it's definitely overpriced. For what you pay, seven ninety five. But With I, a drink at Waffle House, yeah, is fourteen ninety nine. But I would, I would take that home, and I when I do pancakes, I spread peanut butter over them and then maple syrup. 
you've never tried that, you need to, because it's fan-fucking-tastic. I wish this was a visual medium, <laughs> because my face is saying, hmm. <laughs> kind of like a Robert De Niro trying to decide what you think face. Yeah. But that, some crispy bacon, some cheddar eggs. Ooh, boy. But... <laughs> That was only for but dinner. Only at night. Yeah. That was only for dinner. I, breakfast at night is the shit. <clears throat> I just never want <coughs> traditional breakfast foods. That, but what I was getting to is I love when you're traveling and it's breakfast time and you're at like an airport and it's like, oh, fuck yeah, Burger King's open and they're serving burgers and fries. I'm going to eat a cheeseburger at nine in the morning because <laughs> I would rather eat that than some gross, greasy McGriddle from the McDonald's across oh, the Oh, oh, oh. Let's, we can shit on Tim Hortons. I don't think we have any Canadian listeners on here, but let's not. Let's keep the McGriddle. All right. If you like it, you like it. I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't had one in a year, maybe a year or two, but that's I'm why not. You're still, that's why you're still Did breathing. you have a bad experience? No. Oh, no. Let's back up. It, 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 it's not like the McGriddle's the one keeping me alive. The, or should I say the lack of about 11 wings and some French fries deep here. You see my rationalization tonight well, yeah. before our pre-pod well, meal? Well, it, well, hon, I did have some broccoli, carrots, and, and a little <laughs> bit of a cucumber, which I did douse in ranch dressing. But still, still. <laughs> Homemade ranch. Homemade ranch. And they were baked wings. Well, yeah, no, earlier today <clears> when <throat> I was like, let's just do otters again. You're like, eh, I'm trying to eat healthy. And we essentially ate what we would have gotten from otters, just not fried. Right. But I, that, I wasn't lying at the time. We've made a, we went to the grocery store. We did. This is how you know you're trying. We went to the Sunday two store stops to go to get particular things. We went to Costco mm-hmm. for <clears throat> proteins and like toilet paper. Gotcha. A lot of chicken, turkey. We even did our first meal prepping. That's right, people. <laughs> the golden voice. You've become everything you hated. <laughs> well, there's no workout plan with it, so it's not <laughs> like it's an all-encompassing prep thing. But we did spend a good portion of Sunday grilling some chicken on the flat top. As you do. Making steamed broccoli, and we made little bowls, prepackaged them. I mean, I, I, I'd show the, I'll show them to you. <laughs> I don't want to it could be a picture when we do the. <laughs> but yeah, we were meal prepping, so we've done well. I, I've been having a wraps. We go for nightly walks. Mm. Uh, turkey wraps or chicken wraps, and did this start as a lot a of res- fruit did every this... night? An apple and orange. Did this start as a result of the pod? <laughs> like no, I, just, just, I got just... out of the shower the other day and was just like, Jesus. <laughs> it was. Pr- it really was. Is it was... that me? No, I mean I, could, I was like that's. Just a double me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I got I shaved today, and I was looking. I mean, and we can turn this into. I know where you're going. You're I'm already, not going to say. No, it, you're already but... thinking of it. I mean, I knew. <laughs> I know it's coming. I'm fine with it. Now. I won't say anything. I'm fine with it. I, I know you're sensitive about. I'm not. Se- I know it's coming. I'm not. Se- <laughs> if I know it's coming, I'm not sensitive about it. If there's a punchline in it. You do have it. growth here. Have you ever considered just going like Civil War neck beard just to see? It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, there's no like, I can't, like, when you go on to do a sales call, that's the one thing that that per like, they're not looking at your eyes. <laughs> they're tapping their chin. They're running their hands. Yeah, it's kind of like when you see somebody with, like, something on their face and you can't say, but you just start rubbing that spot on your face. Like, maybe if they see me rub my face, yeah. they'll rub theirs. And I, you make a good point. If I was to grow that, I could. It would be fluff and, and yeah. big. But uh, the only thing it would be good for is Civil War reenactment. And even then, you can't take me seriously because I'm 240 pounds. You know? This Confederate soldier <laughs> is definitely sneaking rations. Did you, <laughs> did you eat one of the other soldiers? 
no, which reminds me, just the Confederate is, cannibal. Uh, this is a, me giving a free plug uh, to both the Golden Voice and and to the rest of the listeners. If you haven't seen the Terror on AMC, it just wrapped up. Yeah, Monday night, so it should be on uh, streaming devices shortly. I tried to start it the other night on Sling and fucking Sling for all the things that's cool about it. It's not, like not good web band coverage there. No, it's like. The Terror. Cool. There it is. Episodes available. Six through 12. Like, <laughs> I guess, fuck one through five? <laughs> I don't even think there's that many. I think it's probably nine total, but... Well, whatever it is, it was like, oh, good. So if you want to start this show on demand, you can start right in the middle of the yeah. series. Like, thanks, Sling. And without commercials, I, I can't wait to see it without commercials, uninterrupted, because they're not long. I'd say they're, yeah. they're probably at 39 to 42 minutes. Some The last two were probably 50-minute <clears throat> run times. But just spectacular show and I you brought it up because you were talking when I said that this confederate soldier eat another confederate <laughs> soldier it's, it's a lot of uh, I'm sure dark dark yeah. mores and Donner party of 50 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but no definitely watch that show but yeah I couldn't be a Civil War reenactor because I I mean it doesn't it wouldn't look I mean not to say that you don't go out to these like if you You'd go to Ten- if you go to Kennesaw Mountain, sweaty reenactor. Right, if you go out to Kennesaw Mountain right now, you're gonna see plenty of fat yeah. fuckers with big old beards, and they're hey, wearing put on this flannel. They're wearing their modern day glasses. That's my yeah. favorite. You know, like the shit. He's is that a Casio watch? <laughs> what is he? They put on these flannel pants and this. That guy's wearing Adidas. A- <laughs> he's not even trying. Um, Here we yeah. made you a coat out of an old army blanket. <laughs> Nice and warm. Well, I just for I, July. I, I look at this differently, and I, I I can't remember if it was you. Maybe it was you. I can't remember who talked about this already. But I read a book many years ago called Confederates in the Attic. I want to stop you for one second. Yeah, go ahead. Just in terms of being out of place in an era, <laughs> has anybody ever looked less like he's in the 1930s than the fat mustached guy in this scene from Indiana Jones? <laughs> he's got like a he's got like a dad haircut from the late 1970s. <laughs> Like, you know, Indiana, like, just knowing what I know about suits, Indiana's wearing a belted back jacket. It's very old school, very dated. Pay attention, folks. The this suit dude, man's taking over. This dude to the right with, uh, with you know, I'm, it kind of looks like the guy from Sawface. He's, mm-hmm. he, but the chubby dude, he looks like he just left a family portrait like the awkward ones they do where Olin Mills yeah, yeah the ones where like you have the family shot and then you have like a blurred photo of the dad looking off in the distance I think the only thing that's throwing you off is he's the only one not wearing a three piece well he could just he could not look less like he lives in the 1930s just haircut mustache does not does not does not work alright at all and every time I watch this movie I'm like was this guy just like, hey, Bill didn't make it? Well, let's stay on the derailed sidebar here for a minute. I'll, st- <laughs> I'll roll down the train with you on this one. Because if there's a look that I want to go for, and it requires me to lose weight, but this is not why I've been doing this mm. over the last few days, it's indie. Oh, okay. It's 100%. And Leah knows this. It's like, that's my, that, if I had You're a... going to cut your hair? No. Okay. But I, I think I, don't, I wouldn't have to. But the look, that look right there with the just everything kind of earth tone, muted, three-piece suits, yeah. old school, pre-30s, 40s outfits. If I could afford it, and I think I'd have to because you don't want to buy shit. You'd have to spend some money to look like that and look well. That's what I would try to bring. If I was, whether I was teaching or anything else, I would go to work selling fucking popsicles dressed yeah. like that if I thought You'd I could You'd be surprised it. how affordable you could pull that off, even buying authentic vintage mm-hmm. and not having to lose weight to do it. No, There's, dude, I, I need to. It, me in a suit, like, you 
look great in a suit. <laughs> but I'm probably, what do you weigh? I mean, last time, let's, I don't think we need to. Let me do it. <laughs> I'll I, say mine if you say it, yours. It's like the laughing man would become more like the laughing clown. <laughs> it wouldn't be. The laughing man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing man. <laughs> no, yeah, the world's funny. No, I mean, uh, I don't know. Urban two thirty five. All right, I'm only ten pounds lighter than you. I, I mean, it could be two forty five. Maybe two seventy. If I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> All right, I'm pushing three pills. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> no, but speaking of someone only a few pounds lighter, and it doesn't even really show because I'm a sco shorter than you are. You could pull this off if now, if you just went about it the right way. Well, that means tailoring. That means like it's got to be done right to your body. It can't. It, this will bore the shit out of the, the listeners we have. So let's I, get off I, this. I could room. easily walk you through a way to do that now on well, the cheap and still look good. Let's do that derail of a derail off offline. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I could. It's a matter of. It's not really a matter of the tailoring. It's a matter of of. Switching up what you, how you're used to wearing things. Okay, and that's kind of where I'll leave that. Well, before we that. derailed, and we were talking about my shitty beard, which I think was a derail of another derail. Well, when speaking of derails, everything you just said did lead to a question. I want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a plan for what you're going to wear to the wedding? I really want to wear the Italian jacket we've discussed at length. Okay. Um, I think if you're going to do that, you got to get a dress shirt that that works for the sleeve length. So that you don't have to, you don't want to roll sleeves up at your own sister's wedding. You don't want to Nash Bridget. Okay. <laughs> I'll take, I mean, I'll take your advice on it. It got a lot of compliments. Yeah, when it I'm was sure rolled it did. Up. Matter of fact, I have another one you can try on that, that the sleeves are longer on. It might even work better. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm down for that. I'm doing these, I'm doing these uphill runs. If it's snug, but you like it enough, there's your incentive. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like a... It's like a chubby 20-something-year-old girl going, I'm going to wear these jeans again one day. <laughs> one day. Put them in the, just hang them on the wall. Yeah. Give it that motivation. And then she gives up on the exercise and just decides to take them to an alteration shop and let the waist out. Right. She gives up. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm wearing them. Yeah. So, unrail, underail, 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 <laughs> neck beard, civil war, go. <laughs> That's good. Control Alt Z. Control yeah. Alt Z. Control Alt Z. Close window. Close window. Close window. Close window. And oh, there's my porn. <laughs> uh, no, so I. Ooh, pirates. I, I read a book called Confederates in the Attic. It's not. It's nonfiction. It's written by a guy named Tony Horowitz. Definitely go read it if you haven't. It's actually really relevant for the times we're living in now, even though it was written in the early '90s. To give you a quick backstory, he's a writer. He's kind of a pseudo historian. Uh, but he wakes up, he lived in Virginia, wakes up one morning, hears the sound of gunfire in the backyard, mm-hmm. a little bit disturbed, looks out the back window and sees reenactors in his backyard because <laughs> that's just where he lives. Yeah. Uh, Caddy corner to a national park. So they were out there having this, and he becomes fascinated with it and he starts researching how here in night, even in the early nineties, the civil war was still being fought. And he, so he starts traveling the kind of from place to place to place, meets up with some really interesting people. One of the main guys, a guy named Robert Lee Hodge. I mean, Robert Lee Hodge. Yeah. He's clearly going to be born with it. Uh, and he participated in what Robert Lee Hodge called the Civil War Gasm. So this was a thing. He was what he called a hardcore reenactor. There was a certain subsect of these guys mm-hmm. that took it as far as you could go without actually shooting real bullets at each other. So okay. 
they would go to the, the you would know, even a, a layman would go to the reenactments and notice these guys. Mm-hmm. They would stand out when they would take their bullet wound. Yeah. It would be a frantic pulling of the clothes, which was studied because when, you, when these guys in the actual war got hit, they would pull. That's why we see those Matthew Brady photos from the war and you, there's the stills of the body. Yeah. You can see where the clothes are kind of in disarray. Yeah. It's from where those men had pulled at the clothes to see where the entrance wound was. So they, they would know instantly if they were dead. Mm. If, you, if you opened up your shirt and you were straight gut shot underneath the sternum, hey, you're, you're going to pay the toll. There's, no, there's nothing can be done. Yeah. doesn't mean you're not going to have any more agonizing death. It just gave you an idea. Okay, well, I'll start praying now because there's really no <laughs> sense in me doing anything else. I'm going to go find a bush and beat off real quick. <laughs> I'm going to get one more. He's out. Uh, Fuck you, Johnny Reb. <laughs> let's not do it yet. Let's not sidebar that yet. But let's not forget that. So I do want to come back to that. But anyhow. Speaking of sketch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's what I'm saying. Just hang on to that. Because every, every episode we could come up with a nice and good sketch comedy. But anyways, he was a part of these hardcores. And so they invited Tony Horowitz to come spend like a weekend with him at this only hardcore camp. Where okay. only, only these guys participated. And they didn't do any reenactments on these things. They just simply lived the way. Because, you know, like they say in any war, it's 99% boredom, 1% sheer terror. Yeah. So, like, you had your big battle. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you had four months of literally nothing. Yeah. So they were more about, well, you don't just reenact the battle, you reenact the entire experience. They would do 20 mile marches barefoot. Mm-hmm. They would sleep out at night and do what they call, I don't they had a name for it, but it was a crescent. So men would sleep, you know, yeah, basically spooning each other. And then over 30 minute increments, the one, the two guys at the end would then shuffle toward the inside so they could have both sides warm and it would just move out like that. Hmm. And so, but anyways, Robert Lee went to one of these things, or not Robert Lee, but uh, the writer, Tony Horowitz, went to go meet these guys at the camp. They had everything. They had uh, centuries what at the main gate. What year is this book written? Oh, the book was published in 93, 92, 94. Okay. So I would imagine the activity was happening in 90, 91. Okay. But 19. The, yeah. Yeah. And so he was, he got to the place and he had packed what he thought he would wear. Mm-hmm. So he had like, like you said, like a corduroy coat. Some britches made of cotton. Yeah. Uh, some raggedy ass shoes he found at a secondhand store, just leather shoes. Mm-hmm. And he had packed into his gunny sack. He had put a, an apple and a hunk of cheddar cheese. So he gets to the sentries, and these these two guys are not there to necessarily guard. They're there to check the bags of anybody that's coming through. Yeah. So they say shoes aren't good, pants aren't good, coat ain't good. <laughs> and they, they he didn't make him strip, but they were like. Uh, Robert's got real clothes for you because they knew he was coming. Yeah. And they go, what's in the bag? And he pulls out this block of cheddar cheese and an apple. What are you, a fucking millionaire? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the guy said, one, there wouldn't be any cheddar cheese at this time in 1862. Better wolf that down now. Yeah. Two, those apples were not grown locally. That's from the north. So he had to leave everything. That's how serious. So then um, Horowitz gets into that night at this campsite and these guys were so serious that they, and this was to the point we were talking about, they were crash dieting before big reenactments. So these guys would lose 20 to 30. And these weren't big men. Yeah. These were guys that were normal, not our weight, yeah. normal man weight, <laughs> who would lose 20 to 30 pounds to get that gaunt, uh, what do you call it, just bug-eyed, yeah, kind of the sunken, sunken eyes, eyes yeah. the sunken cheeks. Bones. They would grow the beards to be as scraggly as they could get them. 
They would, like I said, walk 20 miles so their feet would be scratched to hell. One guy got up, and, and this is where... What kind book, of dental work are we looking at? I, I really don't know. Gnarly teeth. But one of these guys stood up, and this Horowitz just started to get a little bit pseudo-homoerotic uh, <laughs> kind of thing because these guys were saying, like, they'd do a fashion show to show how they had ordained their, or made their buttons for their coats. That What they would do is they would take the buttons from these authentic buttons that they had found or made or collected and piss on them and leave them in modium for days on end so that it would get this sheen as mm. if it would look like in 1862. And they were like, and every time someone would show a new thing, everybody, oh, <laughs> just fascinated. They're basically just nerds, like really, really serious nerds. Really super, super nerds about the war that really started to live it. Like when, yeah. So when Robert Lee Hodge was going to go to Shiloh. It's another he, version of like modern day, quote unquote, militias. Where you see like these really tubby friends that love their AR-15s I, and their I, I, and their camo. I'm gonna distance that. And they play army in the woods for half a day, and they're like, "We're gonna defend our property in this country one day if we ever get to play <laughs> army for real." I saw an Onion article that I, I I will say this, Kate, don't let that shy away from the book because that's not what these guys are. <laughs> okay. Those guys are on a different level. That's they, they, those are I don't even know what those people are. Yeah, but the Onion article I saw was when they said. The guy, uh, old man forgets whether he has his 20 guns to either stop the government overturn, or to take it, overturn, yeah, overturn the, government. the government or, 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 or to stop or, government persecution yeah. or something. And the, the, the tagline was like, yeah, when Obama was in office, I thought I was going to need him to overturn the government. And now that <laughs> Trump's in, I feel like I'm going to need him to protect the government. I <laughs> just don't know what the hell to do anymore. <laughs> now, that's my Robert Lee Hodge and, and the Civil War stuff. However... The, the sketch comedy and one thing oh, I've, I've already always, built it in my mind. always thought oh, let me get out this let me yeah. ask the question okay and then you can build the sketch comedy because this is definitely something I've wondered about because you can read I've done it you can go into a certain aspect of history for instance like the Holocaust you can go to the Emory Library yeah and there's an entire I mean it's not like there's a row of books hmm. you're talking about sections of books on that one you know, piece of time. Civil War, they have an entire floor. I'm sure. At Kennesaw State. It's some of these studying libraries with that particular. But, you know, the one thing <laughs> that I've always wondered, you've got, I mean, just in the Army of the Potomac alone, <laughs> half a million men, okay? Most of them sitting around doing jack shit. They're either yeah. drinking, playing cards, yeah. the original form of baseball, <clears throat> whoring, okay? Yeah. Those are all real... But you know, there's that one guy that's like, I have a tiny penis. I don't want to go into town and trying to get one of these <laughs> ladies over the night. I'm just going to jack it behind this tree. What? How was masturbation? Like, how did that work then? You, there well, wasn't like a stall. You didn't. Did you just go out the tree? And I also want to know what was the joke? You know that language they spoke. Like, I can't speak it, but you know. Yeah. That, that there yonder boy done pulling this, you know, like, what yeah. was he doing? Like, He's over there playing with his tallywhacker. <laughs> was that where, I would love it, that's where, because my dad used to call it that. And well, I don't like and, it, uh, a tallywhacker. In uh, Young Guns, uh, Charlie, the character Charlie, um, they're, they're watching, uh, I think they're watching um, Billy the Kid, who's new to the group, dance at a wedding. And they're making fun of him for dancing. And the character Charlie says, well, he's doing a lot better with the girls than we are. We're all just standing around here pulling our tallywhackers. <laughs> I'm like, if he's saying it then, it's got to be authentic. Yeah, but this is Young Guns. This is, gonna... <laughs> this is history. Hey, this is Young Guns. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to say Young Guns is the, uh, the, the epitome 
of, of uh, I'm gonna film, be, I'm film gonna historical a, accuracy. I'm going to become a history professor just so I can teach an entire course on young guns. Yeah, that would, you, you know, the thing is, at some university, you probably could. Yeah. Now, my idea for the sketch, it's a Civil War battle. Okay. And the guy goes down. But it's a flesh wound. He's going to survive. <laughs> but it's in the hip, you know, so he kind of, he pulls himself over to a tree just to kind of get out of the line of fire. And he's basically just going to have to wait for someone to come help him. Okay. Then you cut to another guy. He's gut shot. <laughs> he's not going to make it. And he's pulled his clothes apart and he can tell. Yeah. And he's, and so he just... He's, he crawls near the other guy, but he goes to a bush, whips it out, and he just starts pumping. Uh-huh. And the guy who's going to live is like, what the hell are you doing, man? He's like, I got to get at least one more off before I go. <laughs> Cut to some other mortally wounded guy hovering over to the bush, and he just starts going. And as, as the scene progresses, eventually, <laughs> there's just bush several... Guy. Just several guys jerking jerk and, and as one shoots, he dies. And and it's all being it's, it's all being like so as you see some new guy approach and whip it, you see a head go down. You just play taps and, the whole time. And the guy who's gonna live leaned up against the tree, he's torn between rooting for them. Cause like it's like, oh, come on man, you can make it, you can make it. It's like, ah, uh, uh, he died. Did he did did he did he come? He didn't make it. Why, God? <laughs> so it's all kind of seen from the perspective of the guy who's gonna make it. I just like I like the idea of all these all these men. Have, they haven't talked about it, but they've all just decided if I get shot and I know I won't live, I gotta find a bush nearby to beat off one more the time. The guy, the guy that's watching, is this a pact? <laughs> Was this predetermined? Did it, why didn't anyone tell me about this? I could easily be dying over here. I chose the tree. Oh. I just, I love the, I love the oh. visual of like, like somebody just like slumping over, and he's concerned. He's not concerned that he's dead. He's asking the nearest beater offer to like, did he, did he finish? He didn't make it. Why God? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, you know, maybe, maybe that's what like gives him the uh, the adrenaline and the strength to get back on his feet yeah. and go charge into the fight because Billy Boy didn't get to bust his nuts. Damn Yankees! And then the next thing you see is him like <laughs> crawling to the bush, and he's now mortally wounded too, but he can't pull his dick out because his entire waist is missing. His cock's been yeah. blown off. <laughs> he's like, oh god damn it. <laughs> Well, there's always a chocolate task. Someone, someone finger my asshole. I don't have a hand anymore. It's dark. It's dark. It takes a turn. You, I could easily see them uh, doing it. Uh, what was this? There was this, there used to be a sketch comedy show. Oh, damn it. What was it called? It might have been the Birthday Boys, but there was somebody before them, too. I could easily see a group... Um, a group like that doing maybe you know a slightly less dark version of it but i love i love that that notion on that note folks just because we this episode probably should just be called sidebar derail <laughs> gonna take a wfck is gonna know, take I, a quick commercial I break i want to title it civil war beat off bush <laughs> we've done a lot of bushes lately you have the laughing man bush deception uh one last one last nut <laughs> mm. i don't know the battle of <laughs> oh man yeah we'll have to come back I think we're on to, well we'll let it do itself yeah it'll, we'll, I'll figure it out but we're gonna, WFCK gonna take a quick commercial break we'll be right back 
All right, folks, here we go on WFUCK, the BAM, the Golden Voice is about to try a Choco Taco. <laughs> hey, it's as much promised. The Laughing Man has been telling you about the Choco Taco. This was the elementary school. This was it. This was the top quality. Let's see what we, let's see what happens. He's taking a bite. Oh, he's crunched into it. And, oh, two bites. One bite, everybody know the rules. Mm. It's about what I expected. <laughs> and? I'm going to eat it. Okay. But I, I can't say that I'm going to like rush to Kroger when this is over. But come on, tell and me. And buy a sackful. You can't say this is not inherently good. I can say that the shell is stale. No, they're always like this. <laughs> oh, good. Now, now I'm now I'm converted. Well, it's not that it's stale. It's just that if you keep anything, well, this is a, like potato chips in the refrigerator. Yeah. We discussed this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say. Isn't this like a major no-no on a podcast? Probably. No. Not we give a fuck, but I'm just saying. What I was saying was, by Choco Taco standards, this is a nice crunchy cone. Maybe you got the bad one. Mine's nice. I'm not seeing the chocolate swirl in the ice cream. I wonder if they did. Well, I will read the description. Light ice cream sugar taco cone. Vanilla light ice cream with a chocolate flavored swirl. Topped with milk chocolate flavored coating and peanuts. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would get the drumstick. Oh, yeah. Which is basically this. Mm -hmm. It's a drumstick with the hard chocolate and nuts on top. Yep. And I pretty much would eat to the shell, to the cone. And then that I, was... I feel you on that. That was the end of it. I never go all the way down. I don't like that but when you get to the bottom. chocolate cone mm -hmm. in the bottom. It's like, you can eat this or you can draw earwax out with it. <laughs> Your call. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Maybe you're right, but for me... Oh, there you go. A little swirl in there. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that's a dead worm. <laughs> Thanks, Klondike. This isn't bad. Like, it's this isn't like a punishment. No. But I would much rather eat a, an eclair, as previously discussed. Next week. <laughs> that would be WFUK, the BAM's Ice Cream Review of the Week. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. It is a good idea. We could do gelato. Now that we're off the Sopranos and we're like, I was cannoli. I'm over it. I'm cannoli'd out. So we can, we can do, do gelato. cannoli ice cream. No, I, I can, I can, I got a hookup on some cannoli. I'll reach out to my friends and. Have you purposely saved the chocolate covered bit for the end there? Mm-hmm. Say, so that's my point. You ate the gross shell that nobody wants. No, I you love get it. that out of the way and you save the good part. I enjoy the shell. Well, like I said, maybe it's been built up in my head. That's just a taste of childhood. Not hashtag not my childhood. <laughs> hashtag not my ice cream. <laughs> hashtag SunTrust Park So Wipe. <laughs> You've been hanging on to that one. Mm. I'll let you talk while I while I finish this mm. this Mexican ice cream. Well, just make noises. Is this one of the best trilogies of all time, the Indiana Jones? Well, yeah, and but... don't throw Crystal Skull into it. Oh, you killed that joke. I said trilogy. 
I'm I'm actually like I go like Crystal Skull first. <laughs> oh God, you know there's someone. Yeah, you know there's someone that says that movie was good. I just like Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. I just like him. I know you've seen this because everyone has. I do like that Ray Winstone is in it. Yeah, he's good. I love Ray Winstone. Have you seen that? I don't know the guy's name, but he did the whole song about Shia LaBeouf, and at the end, Shia LaBeouf's just... Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. I love that shit. Hold on. Uh, But yeah, it's got to be like, I mean, outside of what, like, someone, of course, would say Star Wars, I suppose. No, this is a good trilogy. What's What's the second one? Oh, Temple of Doom. Okay, so you got Ark, Temple, and then the last Sean Connery. I think, I think in terms of like the ones I like to watch the most, it's probably, probably Ark, Crusade, then Temple of Doom. I hear you on that, but I am a huge fan of Temple of Doom. It is so standalone. There's no Nazis. It doesn't have any kind of European affiliation whatsoever. Maybe the, that's the, what it the is. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm fetishizing the Nazi part. And I totally <laughs> understand that. I mean, I used that in one of my presentations. The opening of one of my uh, lectures was just, it was a part during the Last Crusade where him and Sean Connery looked down into the room and they see the all the Nazis around that giant map of Europe. Mm. And, and uh, holy, Harrison Ford turns <laughs> to Sean Connery and says, Nazis. I hate these guys. And that's <laughs> you, how I let you, it out. You pause it. You pause it for the class. Like, look at all the armbands. <laughs> how cool is that? No, <laughs> that's Hugo Boss. <laughs> you guys, that is Hugo Boss down there <laughs> with those sweet uniforms and those sexy haircuts and that beautiful swastika. <laughs> Anyways, I'm on press play. <laughs> My kids just slowly kind of trickle out of the the auditorium. Like, I think. The TA is a Nazi sympathizer. I think you're a Nazi. Another great song. I don't dislike Temple of Doom, but... uh, The guy gets his heart ripped out. Yeah. Galima. Galima. Wondite. (laughs) I do that to the girls, like, when I'm tickling them. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I like the... I think my favorite part of that film is the... Don't drink it. It's, (laughs) It's blood. The uh, the dinner scene towards early on when they're when they're drinking the, out of the skull. oh chilled monkey brains <laughs> and then the, they cut open the snake and all the little babies roll out and they're just eating those raw. That's the one that I quoted earlier when they're on the rope bridge. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> you know he married uh that's that's Spielberg's wife. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, there's a there's a picture of her Spielberg, Harrison, and. Maybe, uh, maybe the the girl from this one that that is Shia LaBeouf's mom, like all just kind of like yeah. leaning up against a rock. Yeah, that, this is the the one where Shia LaBeouf's fake mom. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, as far as trilogies go, this is a good one. I love to watch the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, not Crystal Skull so much. I don't even really include it. That's why there's that great South Park where they're like, "Why, <laughs> why did you rape Indiana Jones?" <laughs> um. But uh, what what like, well, what other ones are even in the category? I mean, outside of trilogies, of like, yeah, like outside of the holy trilogy, the original Star Wars, which I'm not. Even, I love that film, but I would prefer to watch Indiana Jones trilogy over the any of the trilogies of Star Wars. I would agree. Scream was a trilogy for a while. 
Okay, I'm just waiting to see if there's some seriousness there. As far as trilogies go, uh, every horror franchise at one point was a trilogy before they made, you know, Friday the 13th Part 9. But I mean, yeah, seriously. <laughs> not trying to take away from from what your funny point is, but can you think? I, I'm I'm actually just struggling to think. Of a trilogy? Of a... Well, The Godfather. And okay. everyone hates three. It's... I think the line that I hear most about it, for those who want to defend three, is it's just misunderstood. Yeah. And I say, it's just not good. <laughs> it, Francis Ford Coppola just really wanted his daughter to be in a movie. Yeah, it's just not good. And so he just good. put her in that one. Andy Garcia? I don't know. <laughs> uh, He's not <clears throat> even good in Ocean's 13. I will say this. The first two are so good, though, that you, all, you have to throw it in. Well, yeah, they made it, but I know plenty of people that just stop at two. Uh, I do. Yeah, I've yeah. seen I've seen three once. Yeah, that was it. Once is enough. Yeah, three is the one that they quote so much in uh, in the Sopranos when Sill does the. Once I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Oh, Sill, we are we're already and back. They all, we're and nostalgic. They all, they all laugh at Sill like, "Hey, it's so funny every time he does this," and it's like, "Is it really? It's not. It's or not, you just it's not even good." <laughs> It's not even good. Hey, it's funny when this guy does a thing from the movie that's kind of like what we do. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of do that, too. I love in Family Guy when he goes to, like, the movies and he's going to see the Predator (laughs) and someone says, look, it's the Predator. He goes, ah, he said it. (laughs) He said the name of the movie. Yeah, every time we're watching any movie at home, if if, if in this movie someone were to say, Indy, it's the Lost Ark. I, I just on, like knee jerk. Ah, they said it. I think the, the one from Family Guy was clear and present danger. That's right. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, what we have here is clear and present danger. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> he said the name of the movie. Uh, my favorite uh, Family Guy impersonation has always been. Oh fuck! What's the the, the Cleveland? Hey, Peter. <laughs> and then every time Peter knocks out a corner of his house with some yeah. mishap, and then he's always in the bathtub. No, 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 no. Uh, One of my favorite things to quote from Family Guy was always when the shark comes up. <laughs> the swimmers, hey, hey, I'm going to eat I'm y'all. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat that hairy leg. <laughs> I'm going to eat that one, too. <laughs> I've gotten kind of heavy lately. It's okay. I've been swimming around a lot lately. <laughs> oh, and it's even better when they have the alien come out. <laughs> and the little mouth. You go back in, little mouth. I'll tell you when it's time to eat. <laughs> when are we eating? <laughs> you go back in, little mouth. I'll tell you when we're eating. Just because we're on the Family Guy spiel. Of do- now we're doing... This is the impersonation yeah. side of WFCK, the this band. This is where we make you laugh at other people's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> But when they, the uh, the gay counselor guy, or he does like, hi With the everyone. earring, yeah. But he, he says, I went to that restaurant. I just can't ever go back again because that first time I was eating some soup and I look over and there's the guy and he was eating the same soup and he had a little cusp lip. And I was like, eww. <laughs> I just can't go back. It was good. <laughs> but then he, he, he's doing some kind of family event. Like, he says, anybody want these leftover Oreos? No. <laughs> Well, it's okay. I'll, I'll take them home and feed them to my cats. <laughs> Every time. It's not even that funny. It's just like... With like they, they did the spoof of the Star Wars. And it's like, they blew up... They blew up Tato, or the Death Star. Oh, no. Wasn't Alan on there? <laughs> Alan's dog. Oh, no. Yeah, but that's... Somebody has a famous comedy routine about um, the contractors 
on the Death Star. <laughs> well, that's from Clerks. That's right, it's from Clerks. Yeah, and they have that whole back and forth <laughs> stretch. Of, it's a good point. Some poor bass is in there just installing toilets. Next thing you know, he's dead. No, that's not how that would have worked. <laughs> My friend worked with Joey Peppers or whatever that yeah. mobster. He knew exactly who he worked for. Yeah, you're a Chulies gum representative. <laughs> Clark Clark's doesn't hold up either. You talk about films holding up. It's great. I still like to watch. I it. do too, but it just doesn't. I don't know. You're it's, not going to get a 16 year old to sit down and watch Clerks. Not now. now. You, what you'll get is a 16 year old that considers himself to be cultured and wants to watch those yeah. films. That he this can, isn't black and white. Like Try he, and exactly, pay so that he can sit down with his you know buddies and be like, "You haven't seen Clerks? What the fuck, bro?" Yeah. Well, that's the way it was when I was exposed to it, because it is a fairly old movie, but it's got that Kevin Smith banter before he really kind of honed it. Mm-hmm. You know, Mallrats doesn't hold up, but I still like to watch I it. I like Mallrats, yeah. Mallrats is great. <laughs> you know, Dogma. Or, uh... <laughs> Do you need me to say it again? I'll speak slowly and monosyllabically so you can understand <laughs> me. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, Except, of course, you got... You got uh... Ben Stiller. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Stiller. Ben Affleck. You Aff- white? Aff- you Ben Affleck. That's <laughs> fucking everybody in the, in the movie. He, uh, he had sex with her in a very uncomfortable place. I like, like the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> <laughs> I really like Chasing Amy, too. It's not on that level, but it's, yeah. it's a little deeper. It's got All a of the of... Kevin Smith films are good. They just don't necessarily... <clears throat> no, Jay and Silent Bob... Well, no, yeah, they're, I mean, own, they, they're standalone pictures. I'm not counting that one. And that, I, did, I really didn't that's like the Indiana Jones four of of his. I really didn't like Dogma, and not because I was offended. I just didn't think it was particularly good movie. Ben Affleck again. If yeah. Ben Affleck's in it, it's probably not going to be great. Yeah, as Batman, no less. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see if you bleed. <laughs> yeah, we sure you do. <laughs> Speaking of that, I, I'm sure you saw the guff about his back tattoo. I, have, I actually haven't seen it. What is his back tattoo? He's got like a full back piece. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Does. Is it of J Lo? I don't think so. Gili. Ugh. <laughs> God. God, just turn the pot off now. Next one we, we're doing Gili. No, thank you. No. Next come one on. we should do Grease. Let me ask you this: Would you rather watch Gili for two hours? I don't even know how long it is. I imagine it's not two hours. It's probably three. Or would you rather watch? Like one hour of one American news and then one hour of of uh... pirates. No, you want to watch that? That's not. No, what I'm saying, we watch one American news, get really indoctrinated with conservative agenda bullshit, and then we piggyback that with pirate porn. That could be a show. <laughs> I was uh, Bortz was on Von Hessler the other day, mm-hmm. and he was asking him what news he listens to because Von Hessler's big thing is. I, you know, turn off all 24-hour news. Don't watch Fox. Don't watch CNN. Don't watch MSNBC because <coughs> whichever one you choose, it's biased one way or the other. Just turn it off. And Bortz was a guest for, a, you know, a segment. And Bortz was like, I like One American News. And I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> and Eric goes, isn't that a little slanted, though? I was like, I actually find it to be really responsible reporting. That and Jamie Dupree. And I'm like, how can you sit there yeah. and say those things with your mouth? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I told you, I give it 10 minutes from time to time just to see. He's, he must have Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. He's, he's always been nuts. I mean, I liked Bortz when I was a kid, but he's always been a little nuts. I mean, yeah, but it's just like, how can you say... Jamie Dupree and One American News are on par with one another for responsible reporting. Because I learned that same episode that Jamie Dupree does not vote. 
He never votes because he believes that you can't be a non-biased political reporter if you have any skin in the game. Really? So he does not vote. Interesting. So that he can remain truly unbiased and report the news and not <clears throat> not filter it in any way, shape, or form. That is very interesting. Which, as far as political reporting goes, it makes you kind of respect him even more. Like, he's chosen... Well, I've always respected he's, David he's, Dupree. He's doing the exact opposite of Sean Hannity. <laughs> oh, straight ticketed, yeah. <laughs> which reminds me, if you vote... I don't know if you're familiar, but if you vote in a primary... Let's do a little civics here. Okay. If you vote in a primary... I don't know. You don't know at all? <laughs> okay. It was no. worth a shot. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm saying... If you had so when you vote in a primary, they make you select which ballot, you know. Oh yeah, like Democratic, Republic, or Independent. If you go, if you try to go Independent, you're really only voting for the judges and some of the measures that are yeah. being passed. All right, so you, you're forced to choose. So if you choose Republican on one ticket, and then that goes into a, or what like a runoff, mm-hmm. but then the Democratic doesn't. <clears throat> or uh, let me strike this and reverse it so I can get a better understanding. If you pick Democrat. Pop. Lock and drop it. Right. If you pick Democrat <laughs> and that candidate wins the prime or whatever candidate wins the primary outright, but the yeah. in this case the Republican ticket goes into a runoff between two two other guys. Yeah. Can you go back and do that and vote in that runoff if you voted if you try to do Demo- if you went for the Democratic side? I don't know. I don't know if they'll like hold you to blue because I mean we're talking the primary, so you take a Democrat ticket, they choose a Democrat. And let's say there is no runoff for the Republicans. They choose a Republican. Now you have a Republican versus Democrat in your main election. Yeah. What if through the course of debate you go, you know, I asked for a Democrat ticket back during the primary, but I like what this motherfucker is saying. I'm going to vote Republican <laughs> in the election. Yeah. You get to do that. They don't like, you don't go to the booth for the second time and they go, no, 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 no. <laughs> you said blue, you're blue. <laughs> I don't know though. I don't think that I don't think that they hold you to that. I don't know if you get to vote in the runoff if you voted for the the opposing team. I would like for whoever is our next governor to issue a declaration of construction free week for just the whole fucking state. Yeah. Cuz I'm so tired of like just not being able to go anywhere because some corner is Drilling the road next to where they're building a building and there's nails and gravel and shit on the ground and traffic's backed up and the lights trying to get to doesn't have a left turn arrow. And it's just like, what the what the fuck? Can we can we stop building this city for a day just so that traffic can move? So I'm sure you saw that Georgia where we live. Yeah. That seventy-five percent of the Democrats went for the the first African American gubernatorial candidate in the country. Stacy something. Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Yeah. And They're now, both Stacys. I was, they were both I was, Stacys. I was good either way there. But the the conservative ticket, we're going to a runoff with Casey Cagle. Shocking. Yeah. And the other guy, though, and I'll leave you the clay where I'm going to get my phone because I want to actually Google things, not just porn stars, <laughs> is that asswipe that drove around in the truck. Saying oh, in the deportation there. van? Not the van. That guy oh. never even got close. This is the other guy that drove the truck around loaded with guns. And then he actually said, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> is he the one that pointed a gun at his daughter's date? Yep. Brian Kemp? Brian Kemp. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're look, we look great on the national stage. It's like, you know, I just, I can't imagine what, you know, you know, I don't know, Northeastern, West Coast, Midwestern moderates think when they look at our city. Like, have you seen the governor race? To our one listener in Australia, <laughs> this does not represent Georgians. 
It's like they're, you know, it's between a guy who's basically waiting for his coronation into governorship, Casey Cagle's like, I've been in, I've been lieutenant governor for two fucking decades. It's my turn now. He's basically a Republican Hillary Clinton just waiting on his turn to get elected. And then all of his uh, similar or same party competitors are like, my, my competitors like guns, but I fuck mine. That's how much I like my guns. <laughs> and if there's a Mexican in my line of sight, that motherfucker's going over the border, even if he was born here. That's how conservative I am. My family values are so deep, I only marry my own fucking family. <laughs> We're yeah. all inbred, and I put my wiener in my shotgun well, I, on a I, nightly I, basis. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to know if I can rejoin that Republican runoff debate, because I don't care for Casey Cagle, but I would much rather that guy win. Yeah. The, you know, the Delta guy. Sure. <laughs> than this guy who literally, there's no lower form of pandering. You're not proposing any legislation. You're not saying I'm going to improve roads, you know, I'm, or even saying I'm yeah. not. I'm going to cut government. Yeah, like the Republican no, ticket. He's you always just hear, saying I love guns. I love Trump. Mexicans are going. <laughs> I have a truck. We're going to build that wall. I've got the biggest set of truck nuts in the state <laughs> of Georgia. I'm a conservative, family values Republican. Although, uh, if I don't like your values, my family values trump your values. And speaking of Trump, I wish I could put his dick and balls in my mouth to brush my teeth with. Yeah. That's how much I love everything red. I, too, have small, childlike hands. <laughs> I point shotguns at my daughter's date because I don't trust them to bring her home safe. It's just such... Like, oh, good. Love vote for that guy. It's not even... It's just pandering. It's pure pan It's just... It's modern country music. Oh, that's a good point. He is the Florida Georgia Line <laughs> candidate. It's like, hey, hey no. you, know, you folks like pickup trucks and light beer. We're going to sing songs about it so you can all go, woo! <laughs> vote for me! That's all that is. It's like, but I mean, everything I've heard about this race, it's like who, regardless of Republican runoff, whoever wins that runoff, that's your next governor. We're not electing <clears throat> the first black female governor anytime soon. This is a red state. I would honestly Every say that I would probably agree with you 99.9% .9 of the time, but I certainly would have thought that Donald Trump would be back to his next season of The Apprentice by now, too. So <laughs> Every four years, you hear the Georgia Democrats saying, this state's going to be purple. No, it's but like, I will say this. Yeah, it, maybe one they, day. They were on WABE today. Not now. They were talking. And I, again, I'm not a political expert, but I will say this. She got 75% of the blue side vote. Yeah. That's not like a, a bunch of African-Americans from the state of Georgia voting. Well, and on that note, you realize if she were to win... All you would hear outside of the city of Atlanta is like, that's just the fucking city of Atlanta voting for the rest of the state. Well, <laughs> that's all you'd hear for I know, four I, years or What I would long. counter that with was every bit of legislation from the Georgia State House is either authored or blocked or pushed in or, or yeah. not pushed in by the people that don't live in Atlanta. Wasn't our last Democrat governor Roy Barnes? Yes, I believe he. Was, but he's he's the kind of but he was the kind of Democrat where he's like you can't really tell. The last real Democrat was probably Zell Miller. God, God rest his soul. Yeah, and you know I actually know plenty of uh, sort of right leaning political folks that really liked Zell Miller because he's that he was a good old. Boy he was a Democrat. blue dog Democrat. Yeah, that's what they call. We need to get boy. back to the Dixie Crats. <laughs> 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 I'm joking, maybe.
Maybe. I don't know. We don't need to go too deep into politics here. No, but I just, I don't know. I don't have, I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be, it'd be interesting if it did, but then. This is politics. This scene that we're not discussing right water now. Water on snakes. Well, it was gas. <laughs> oh, okay. But this is a, that's, that's politics. You're in a room full of snakes and you're just having to spray them with gasoline and, and set them on metaphorical fire. Yep. But, uh, no, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting race. Yeah, I mean, I just, I know that if she were to win, that's all you'd hear. How long is the governor term? Is it four years? Four years. Yeah. That's all you hear is the city of Atlanta deciding for the rest. It's like in New York. When I went there, I went to the up upstate New York, and I remember my relatives and in-laws saying, there's plenty of Republicans up here, and they all bitch about the fact that the city of New York pretty much decides for the state. It's like, well, guess what? That's where the most people are. <laughs> If there was a pinprick on the map for every head in the state of New York, most of them would be in the city. Yeah. So, yeah, most of them are deciding for the state. They just happen to be on a tiny little island yeah. nestled next to a massive state that sprawls all the way over to, you know, middle of Canada. Fucking Canada. So, yeah, they do decide it, but that's also where they all are. I've always, I love those maps that you see sometimes where they show the population in a city and then the empty space around it, and they explain, like, if everybody would just move a little bit, you could fill the entire state and be comfortable in terms of traffic and population. Then we can gerrymander you in just the right way. <laughs> and then we can fuck uh, those big cities over. The gerrymandering bit on one of our episodes was, was one of my favorite things to listen back to. It's like, I, don't even I remember. just go around this area right here. <laughs> that way, when people vote, none of them are brown. <laughs> We're just going to take this jagged little line up nine miles, come big just a little bit. What's this neighborhood over here? Brookhaven. Is it brown? Why? What? White? All right. That stays. <laughs> but Chambly? Why do they, that's what, going... They, they call this what? Shambodia. <laughs> Shambodia. Sh- okay, oh, well, no, 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 no. We're going to leave no, that. Yeah. I, that's not my... I don't the represent s- them. <laughs> but... Buckhead, Brookhaven, that's, ooh, that's, ooh, that's, ooh, the bees. Alliteration. Give me those. Alliteration. But, yeah, like, ugh. Wait, Bankhead? No, 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 no. <laughs> I have, I already have Buckhead. I don't. <laughs> I don't need both. We don't need both. But yeah, definitely. It's like Monopoly. Definitely get Shambly out of there. That just sounds <laughs> gross. And, uh, the parts of Gwinnett and Norcross that are, like, on the, the white side. I hear there's a tracks. good part of Gwinnett. John's Creek, is it? <laughs> ooh, that connects to North Fulton. That's, ooh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Give the honey that. hole. If it's, if it's uh, east of 85, <laughs> give that to whoever is running against me. I don't uh, want I don't The want airport, that. let's just, let's just block all <laughs> is, that. Is anybody representing the airport? <laughs> I mean, come on. Seriously. Uh, East Point D's nuts. I no. don't need it, you know. Whoever gets elected needs to just institute a, hey, for the next week, we're just, if you work in construction, you'll still get paid. We'll figure out a way to make that happen. But just stop so yeah. that for a week, people can go places. Like, whenever I have to go do a delivery downtown, it's just like, fuck, am I ever going to leave the city? Every new <laughs> road I turn on, there's a big flashing arrow narrowing it You know why lane. that wouldn't work? Well, one. It would never happen, but for the hypothetical that we're on, yeah, all that would all that would happen there is it'd be this is a construction-free week in Georgia, yeah, and every asshole would get out there on the roads and just drive like it was fucking, you know, yeah. nobody, no one gives a yeah. shit. Boom. I'm that asshole. That's what I want. <laughs> 
All right, if we can't get that, then what I would like to propose as a second bit of legislation is a second level for 285 between 400 Ooh. and 75. No exits. So just before 400 coming this way to just past 75. So like you can get on at Ashford Dunwoody, but you can't exit until you hit Paces Ferry. It's just a second level for people who don't want to get bogged down mm. in the Riverside and the new North side and the 75 and all that bullshit. It's just like, I want to get to South to South Cobb drive yeah. and I'd like to get there in less than three hours. Yeah. On this 12-mile stretch of, of uh, I mean, interstate? We have such a good record of our infrastructure here <laughs> with our interstate system. Who needs grids? Fuck that. I Let's mean, just stack roads around uh, each other. The funny thing is I actually think it's a fantastic fucking idea. If you a second? Just a, just a, a double-decker, like a yeah. Gotham road. Yeah. It's something you would see in Gotham. Where you, The first one would, would be the one we have now. It's yeah. got the exits. It's got everything else you need. Yeah. But if you go to the... It's like, it's like the sign would say... Up this ramp, you yeah. shall not be getting off for the next <laughs> yeah. x, uh, x amount of it, miles. It basically, be an express six lanes or however many lanes you have going one direction, and not for all of two eighty five. That would be ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. and probably dangerous. Oh, one would definitely collapse <laughs> somewhere. But, you're in, but yeah. like your congested areas that are just butt fucked at five o'clock. Introduce something for the people who are trying to get from DeKalb to. Uh, West Cobb, where they can shoot over all that. And the thing is, the lower level for people who do need to exit on those intermittent ones, mm -hmm. that would lighten up too, because oh, yeah. they're still going to go there so they can get off on New North Side and snake this way to Waste West Paces. Mm -hmm. But everybody that's just trying to get to Atlanta Road, they can skip all that shit. Yeah. You can say, fuck you and your new stadium <laughs> Braves. I'm cruising right past you. And Lovely view, though, from the second deck. <laughs> from the second deck, I can see center field. <laughs> At 70 miles an hour, because it's actually moving. I, I'm not even, this is not even pod funny. I think it's an excellent idea. I, I think it's kind of the way it has to go. Well, yeah, because you can't widen it. No. Like, I've, I've, I'm crawling here today for an hour. I'm like, you can't add an outside lane. You eventually hit the river. Yeah. Like, you, you could, but then you'd have to narrow it back in, which is just going to fuck traffic up even yeah. more. It's like, even when the construction's done, that area has always sucked at 5 o'clock. If you introduce a speed lane that's a second level, you what's the most ridiculous name for that lane? Like, what would be the, the one? Like, there the would be 485. There, there, there would be so many rational things to call that road. Yeah. But I know that being government, being government, they, it would become like the stupidest name possible. The Super Double Decker. <laughs> the Speed Deck. The Speed Deck. Hashtag. This is Captain Herb here warning you that the speed oh, deck on 285 oh. is hitting, collapsed. Ouch. Hitting the Captain Herb button hard. <laughs> Rest in peace. I didn't I didn't know he died. When did oh, he die? Dude, it's been years. I didn't know that. He was Santa Claus. He's always who I hear. There's Captain Herb. <laughs> 85. Uh, go ahead, uh, Trevor Cooper Marshall. <laughs> Captain Herb died. He was great. He was a figure of the childhood. You remember Christmas Eve? They, you'd call WSB and it would be Santa Claus? No. I'm sorry, I'm shaking my head. This isn't a visual medium. No. That's so sad. <laughs> Every Christmas Eve till about, shit, I guess 9 or 10 at night, he would, he would he'd be like, hey, this is Santa Claus. And kids would call in. And they'd be like, 
you know, stupid little kids. Be like, are you going to come to our house? Where do you live? And they probably shouldn't have I'll said. See if I, can uh, make it. I remember there was always one time where I, before the air, I don't know if before the era, but they would make a mistake and they would be like, 4185 Nickel Street. And, you know, like, oh, whoa, we don't need. <laughs> Santa doesn't need to know your exact address. I already know. I know it by your name. <laughs> I'll be there tonight, though. And so will some other people. Remember, Santa's gluten intolerant. <laughs> What did y'all leave out your first Christmas with the girls? Uh, it's funny. Sometimes we forget because they, they'll fall asleep. They're young, too. They're... Well, that's the thing. Like, if they if they pass out, it's like, oh, shit, we forgot to do the cookies. Or, you know, they won't hear this, you know, so I'm revealing here. When they're this little, the stuff that Santa brings is very complex and needs uh, a patient dad who's somewhat sober to assemble it. Wait. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you just now learning about this? <laughs> Ooh, FaceTime. Good. The laughing man <laughs> wasn't aware. <laughs> so no, but like so sometimes there there have been some crisp. We've done four now with Adelaide, and I guess uh, two. Although she was really little for the first one with Albury, but it's like there is this sort of sense of urgency of. That little tyke's car is going to take me like two hours to put together. Sure. You guys have to go to bed and you have to fall asleep so you don't hear the hammering. Yeah. So there have been a Christmas or two where we get them up and we start assembling stuff. Because Santa, the way I grew up, Santa, what Santa brings, it's ready to go. It's not wrapped. It's not wrapped. Yeah. You come downstairs and it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. He's arranged it in a fun fashion. If it if it functions in some way, it's turned on and yeah. it's moving and the lights are blinking. It's not hidden underneath paper in a box that you have to go, Dad, can you assemble that? It's it's ready to play with. So the the pressure's on to get that done. And there has been a Christmas or two where it's we're halfway and I look over at Chris and I'm like, We forgot all about the milk and cookies. Like, it's fine. She's three. She doesn't even know. And that's but, the first thing she said. We're Santa's milk and cookies. <laughs> But damn it! Last Christmas was the first Christmas where Adelaide actually asked for something. She had seen this thing on TV a lot, and she was like, "That's what I want. It's the baby checkup. I want the I want the baby checkup. The baby and it was the Doc McStuffins like little baby checkup center with a crib and a scale where you could give a baby doll a checkup." When she went and saw Santa, he's like, what do you want? She's like, I want a baby checkup. Man, and she I, was committed. I was like, pressure's on. I got to find this fucking baby checkup thing. Yeah. I hope I can. Got lucky. Found it at Toys R Us. Worked out. But because that okay, you mean like got lucky in the sense of like jingle all the way there was like one left. Well, I was looking online and they were they were disappearing. It was a hot ish item mm. for that year. I the guess. tickle me Elmo or the yeah. Turbo Man doll. Yeah, Turbo Man, put that cookie down. <laughs> Love that movie, man. I'll put it on the list. Uh, yeah, Christmas time. Oh, we'll have a whole. How fun is this podcast oh, going to be when the holidays come? We're going to have the gremlins. I'm going to get some sleigh bells to jingle. Oh. <laughs> Hey, I even have my own Christmas album. Don't know if you know that. I did know that. You told we, me. We can do, we can, we, our intros, with no copyright there. Ah, perfect. Uh, do you have it on CD or anything? No, or? but I have it on like a, a email file somewhere. We're right. sure we can work it in. Yeah, that's gonna, we're gonna have, oh, TPTO Christmas special. Oh my God. I, it's gonna be better than sweaty balls. <laughs> we're gonna take this to the SMO God, I want level. summer to end. <laughs> Folks, we're already pre-planning here at WFCK. Uh -huh. Also, you know what we need? A spooky TPTO for Halloween. <laughs> we need to do an NPR WAB start start pledge drive. 
Like, cut out material altogether. Like, right now, just stop it. You know, if you're really enjoying this podcast this week, we just want to come to you and say, it's because of our listeners. And that means we need your donations. But for a simple donation of $179.99, you're going to get a signed photo, four by six, of the TPTO boys. Glossy. Glossy. <laughs> yeah, and what we'll do is we'll take that money and we'll... And <laughs> Buy we some will, beer. Well, that, and we'll also figure out a way to put a, a good cell tower up over here. <laughs> Okay, it's only here. I don't know why my coverage. Does. <laughs> I know. I drop a lot of calls here. It, I really do. It's frequent. And, but yeah, I love the idea of a Christmas special. But on that note, with the girls, as far as Santa goes, sometimes we have left cookies. Uh, there was one. I think the first year I just did a peanut butter sandwich. You know, that's that's pretty good. That's. I mean, that's what my dad always said Santa liked when I was a kid. I, well, that, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I liked your. I think Santa we talked about this. Ice cold glass of milk. Yeah, and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I like that. I also like the idea of kind of branching out the, the Santa identity, like to the point where your dad wanted that PB and J yeah. with an ice cold glass of milk. Santa really likes barbecue short ribs. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm going. <laughs> he, I, I don't know where I heard this. I heard Santa loves lo mein. I don't know. <laughs> Well, what? think about it, sweetie. He gets tired of all the sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. He wants sugar. something salty. Yeah. He's going to know, oh, this is the Martin house. Right. They always have the barbecue baby back ribs. And the lo mein, which is a strange combo, <laughs> you would think. But Turns until out, you've tried it. It's fantastic. Oh, here we go. This is uh, not to tie. Back to Indiana here. It's one of the great scenes where this guy just takes his shirt off and puts those 1930s-style dukes up like he's about to fight in a bar in Bare Dublin. boxer with yeah. the big old mustache. I just don't think it's ever a good street. Someone cut the plane off. Like that guy's <laughs> no, no, no. in the cockpit. Let's, let's go. Let's go have a fist fight right next to the <laughs> propeller blades. That seems like a good idea. Don't worry, I'll protect you. Yeah, you protect I, me. I protect you I while just, we try to kill each other. Never did understand the this. Of course, there's a lot of scenes in this. This is one of those true movies that actually the whole and it's too it's on purpose. But it, you watch this film and it's like you're watching a moving comic book. And that's exactly what they were trying to, to replicate. That kind of like, this, in this, like this fight scene right here has everything but boom, bang, bing yeah. above the character's head as punches land. Well, you know? it's very dramatic, very, very over, over-exaggerated punches. And when Harrison Ford gets punched, he flails backwards yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a damsel who's just been backslapped you know, by her angry boyfriend in yeah. a 1930s movie. And no matter how many punches he takes, it's only ever a little sliver of blood down the lip. Yeah. There's never any like busted eye yeah, sockets. I guarantee you if that man hit me, I would I would be I would be a cold dead fish. <laughs> I would fall limp bodied to the ground and not get back up. And then he could pick my lifeless body up and just throw me into the plane propellers and that's what would kill me. And I wouldn't even feel it because I'd, I'd be unconscious from the one punch. Not Indy. Yeah, Indy. no. You know, Indy's got he's you know like I'm saying it's just a it's a good it's a comic book movie. It's but it's, it's not unlike the Dick Tracy punches from the Warren Beatty oh, Dick Tracy, and that is, is on definitely the on the list. Yeah, that's I a, have that on DVD. If we can't find it, uh, can't find it on a digital platform. It's we'll, got it all, man. We'll Mumbles. sneak it in. We'll sneak it in right after Pirates. I love how that's like on the queue number one. Yeah. Well, that's next week. Is it? Episode 15, Pirates. I, I mean, of the we, Caribbean, Johnny Depp. I've been gonna... kidding the whole time. Okay. Well, you're not. <laughs> we can tell. Like, this is that great scene where Jack Sparrow uh, drinks the rum. I don't know. This is an awesome scene, though. <laughs> I love this scene where Jack Sparrow's just giving it to the bad pirate with his sword. 
Kira Knightley's really taking this well. <laughs> She's a very attractive young lady. I don't know if you saw. I actually, I think I accidentally deleted it. But I, last night we were watching the Braves game, and it was one of those great. They don't even mean two lines. That if you don't ca- you don't watch every Braves game, you're missing it. Yeah. But the one of our guys hit a single right through the a hole in the infield, and Chip Carey goes like, "What do you say?" That hole was filled just beautifully by Tyler Flowers. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That hole opened wide up and beautifully for Tyler Flowers. <laughs> filled by Tyler Flowers. It was something like that. That hole blossomed and opened and moistened <laughs> just in time for. <laughs> Which reminds me, have you seen Brockmire yet? I think I've yeah, talked I've seen about Brockmire. Okay. I just, it, was, it was a very Brockmire-ish line. That hole opened wide up beautifully, just moistened right up for Tyler Flowers. <laughs> he slid right in there. He wasted no time like a teeny's prostitute. <laughs> Excuse no. me, ladies and gentlemen, I need to adjust. <laughs> I won't say I have a full erection, <laughs> but I've definitely hit the leather face. <laughs> that oh, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. One and two on the curveball. And here's the pitch. Oh, that ball can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery because it just got tattooed. <laughs> uh, the night we went, we just used a bunch of other people's comedy. Well, that's that's a lot of what we do. It is. It's you know that's that's what that is. I when I was talking about the two eighty five stuff, it made me think of something I saw driving here. I saw a guy, a guy in the leather face, sitting in a car. <laughs> I saw a guy walking. With a gas can. <laughs> so clearly he's run out. No juggalo gas. shirt. No. Okay. No, this was, uh, I'd say, a mixed race fellow. He was sort of a, probably black and white because he had an afro, but he was very fair skinned for a man with an afro. Okay. And he was walking with a gas can. And my first thought was, there's no excuse for that. <laughs> there's no excuse for that. We're in, we're in, we're, we're literally, I was, this is getting onto 285 near Spaghetti Junction. It's like we are surrounded by communities with gas stations. Sure. It's if, not like he's on 16 with no gas station yeah, for like 40 if, miles. Yeah, if I saw you on 316 between Athens and uh and the, you know, and 20 where the the shopping, it's like I'd get it. Like you thought you'd make it, you didn't. Fuck. But it's like how do how does one run out of gas literally <laughs> like 20 miles north of like Buckhead? <laughs> Like there's gas and and that's Peachtree Industrial, the car dealer like hot lane where there's gas stations everywhere. So when someone buys a car, they can go fill it up quick. Right. It's like what 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 happened with your day today where you just like I'll make it. Oh shit! Better pull the Scion over. I'm gonna have to walk to the nearest Shell station and buy a five dollar <laughs> can and fill it up. And then it's like that's an automatic walk of shame. Like there's no one proudly walking with a gas can. <laughs> She's like, there's no excuse for that. None whatsoever. Lee is the worst at that. She's she, waiting. She run, yeah, she just, it's kind of like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer just wants to push it as far as it'll go. Just, yeah. to, just for the thrill. Yeah. And I'm like, one, it's terrible for the car. Two, which is fucking stupid. Like, yeah. What are you doing? If you don't make it, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen had an ex who used to do that. She, she'd get furious because he'd call her and be like, hey, can you come give me the car rent out of gas? It's like... We're fucking wearing cop count. There's gas stations everywhere. <laughs> How do you do this? She'd get so she forgot. She'd get God. so pissed off about it. She'd be like, "It'd be like two in the morning, and I'd have to go help rescue this dumb fuck because he because he ran out of gas." And here we are. It's like, 
I just don't, I don't see how that happens. I, I, again, it is forgivable if you're in Dothan, Alabama, and you thought you could make it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're driving to Statesboro, and I don't know why you would be, but if you're driving to Statesboro, <laughs> and, you, and you get on 16, and you, you, it always happens. Yeah. Not the gas, because I'm smart. I know what I'm doing, I'm getting yeah. into. Yeah. But it's, for me, it's the pissing or the shitting. It's like, fuck, I know the minute I get on 16, I'm going to have to piss. Yeah. And I know that it says, like, next exit, 49 miles. And you're yeah. like, who built this? Who did this? <laughs> someone who someone who owns stock in Imodium. I, <laughs> yeah, they must. But I've always said, if where, where's the smart person? Where's the, the businessman? Who probably can't because they have some archaic rules or some shit. Yeah. But where's the businessman that says, like, you know, I could just build a gas station right here in between this 90-mile stretch of nothing. Yeah. Or, hell, I could build four and space them out. And I'd have clean toilets. No, because, you know, he, then he, 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 he'd do the one because then he got demand. Because then you could be like, this is the last one for 45 <laughs> miles. Doesn't he own that one, too? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But this is the last one yeah. before that other one that's yeah. 45 miles away. If you think you're going to have diarrhea... <laughs> Better take care of that now. <laughs> How much human shit is along the side of the road on 16 on that 49-mile stretch? Just <laughs> If you open the door, you know how when you drive through Hershey, Pennsylvania, they say, ooh, roll the window down. You can smell the chocolate. When you're on 16 headed to Statesboro, roll the window up. Roll the window up. It smells like piss and shit in here. Roll it up. Roll it up. All I know is I didn't. I never pissed and shit on 16, but I have had my fair share of like, why did I go to Statesboro vomits <laughs> on on that road? Like, and those are more you gotta be yeah. more careful about those because you can actually like lean out the car, open the car hood, yeah. and stand near the passenger side and have a piss, no problem. Yeah, and you can honestly, as long as the car hood's up, you can probably drop a quick dookie. <laughs> but you start yakking and someone, the wrong state trooper, comes rolling down the road. That's like, yeah. I'm sure the state troopers are like, what's that guy doing? He's taking his shit. Let him go. It's, it's 16. We what did you, it yesterday. I, sp- I literally did it this morning. <laughs> what, are you, what are we supposed to do? This stretch of road makes no sense. It's, it's not unlike like driving to different parts of Florida where you have those really long bridges yeah. where you're just stuck. Like you, There's there's no exit. There's no yeah. nothing. You're stuck for 32 miles of, of bridge, yeah. some of which is over water, but it's like... You're, you better do what you need to do before you get on this because there's yeah. no shoulder. You, you know, you're, you're screwed. I'm going to drop a Pilkington on you here. It's not an original idea. I want to preface that. But uh, Carl Pilkington was talking to Ricky Gervais one time about, you know, we have all this shit in cars that we don't need. Like all the little gadgets and gasmos and, you know, whether it's music or station or heated seats, whatever it may be. He's yeah. like, well, what would you add to it? And he says, I want to have a shit. You know, you got the long roads driving mm-hmm. from London to Deptford, something. Yeah. I just, you know, pop a pants off, have a shit. And Ricky, my favorite part, with your nine in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just have a shit at Polparo. Or in this case, like, once you get on 16 and then you have a shit. And he's like, what about wiping your ass? And he's like, ah, we'd work it out. We'd find ways to make it work. But I mean, I you have a little robot arm that comes <laughs> out and wipes and goes back in. I, I don't think. You clean the arm when you get where you're going. I think eventually we're moving towards that. I don't. I had a similar thought. It may not be original, although at the time I thought it was. Uh, Kristen and I went to see Deadpool 2 on Sunday. It was great. Um, and It is good. Yeah. I was prob- we were probably 40 minutes in, and we had gone to a Mexican place before, had some margaritas, 
and we snuck uh, some really good beers in in her in her bag. Nice. And the great thing about the Avalon, it's like it's well, I've like, heard about that theater. It's like you're in New Orleans. Like so long as you have a plastic cup that came from a restaurant, no one cares if you walk around with beer or wine or liquor or whatever. So you can walk into the movie theater with a cup from El Felix where you just got dinner and it might have a full beer in it and they don't care. <laughs> what they don't know is that this was water. I tossed that and I cracked my own beer and put it in there because I'm not going to spend $9 for a Goose Island IPA in your movie theater. Right. So we had had some drinks going into the movie and we we're probably 40 minutes in and I had that like pee where it's like, there's no holding this. Like, yeah. I'm not going to make it. And as I'm running to the bathroom because I don't want to miss any of Deadpool, I'm like, why isn't there like a like a theater adjacent stall with a mini screen where you can just pop in and pee and continue to watch the movie and pump the hand sanitizer, clean up, hop, head back out and go to your seat? That's not bad. You know, uh, but allocated bathroom for that movie that you're watching, yeah. so that when you get in there, you only miss whatever it takes you, however long it takes you to exit theater. Yeah. And get into the back. Like every theater, especially in the big ones, they have these long, bendy hallways before you get back oh, out. Oh, yeah. Sometimes like, the trek to the bathroom is fuckers. Just find a spot. You could put two sort of porta potty esque, but like, you know, wrap them in black cloth so they blend in. And you, as that soon won't as. fly with the health department. As it, soon as you take your eyes off the screen and open the door, as soon as you open the door, it's like airplane lights. Once the door opens, the screen comes on and you pick up right where you left <laughs> off. It's a waterless system, you know, that, so you just pee and then it goes. Like, you can't drop a deuce in there. <laughs> and that's on you, really. Like, if you go to a movie and 30 minutes in you have to take a massive shit, like, that's your fault. But for just, like, you know, you've been drinking a, you know, a 48-ounce Diet Coke with your popcorn and you got to go pee half of it out. You shouldn't have to miss four minutes of the movie you paid for. You can't hit pause. It'd be frowned upon if you had your wife or your date film it on their phone so you could see the snippet you missed while you were gone. Right. Have some sort of continuous open the door. Okay, cool. I can see what's happening. And then once I get back out, I haven't missed anything. Someone needs to come up with that. A lot of holes. We'll, ta we'll tackle that right after we do a double decker on two. I think that's the better idea. Who, yeah. We need to get in contact with the... Well, we'll wait till Casey Cagle gets uh, his coronation and then we'll, we'll <laughs> contact him. His coronation. We'll we'll let him get we'll let him take office and and uh, and really stick it to Delta and then we'll talk about 285. <laughs> I don't even know where to start <laughs> for those non-centric or those non-listeners. I who... love freedom and small business and I love big business. But if your big business does something I don't love, <laughs> I'm gonna deep dick your big business <laughs> with my. And they didn't. Delta was never going to... It was actually a fairly decent power move. Yeah, no. Delta well, wasn't going anywhere. No, but and it was the perfect thing for him to do to elevate his... Yeah. Like, hey, I'm getting ready to run for governor. If I, if I, uh, if I do this, ooh, yeah. look out. Hell yeah. They may as well just go ahead and give me the office. Politics are wearing me out, man. <laughs> just being honest with you. In general? Yeah, just across the board, man. Yeah. No, it's, no, uh, I, it's, it's taking me to a level of apathy that I did not... Realize existed. I'm right there because I mean, you just said it. I didn't know the primary elections were yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I I do vote just because I feel like. Did you vote yesterday? Yeah, I just don't like. I'm the kind of guy when they give you the sticker, I throw it on the, in the window on the way out, or I throw it in the yeah, trash. Yeah, I don't ever put it door. on. I honestly have been so tuned out. I didn't know the primaries were yesterday. And I'll be honest, I voted mainly because of the some of the uh, proposals on on board, like. Well, there was one about the rural hospitals. Should we use federal money or state money to save some of the rural hospitals? And 
Um, oh, crap. I can't remember the other one that was... Is there any marijuana legislation? There was something about... There might have been. I can't remember. <laughs> all, all these old, old, crusty white conservatives like, listen, we just gave them beer on Sunday like a couple of years ago. Let's yeah. pump the brakes on the substances, okay? Oh, they did pass something. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, Medical marijuana. You can, well, and uh, as far as drinks go, you can now buy... Uh, you can go to brunch an hour earlier and get yourself a mimosa. They let that go through. Really? Yeah, it used to be if you want brunch on Sunday, you're welcome to have it, but you can't have a Bloody Mary until 1230. Until church gets out, yeah. Yeah, because we all, that's important. I went golfing with a guy on that note, and uh, I I think it was clear he has a problem, but that's a, a different issue altogether. But he was white and ashen and literally counting down seconds on his clock till 1230. Yeah. So the cart girls could come around with beers. Well, maybe he just wanted to see the cart girls. Well, he was, no. It wasn't that, because <laughs> these weren't the A-lister cart girls. But mm. this was just a guy that had not prepared well, and had spent all the night before drinking, and was ready to kind of hair the dog. dog. Yeah. And But it was just like, he, he it was almost like he wasn't there to, to play golf with us until 1230 hit. Yeah. And so, it was man, she came around, he was like, how many, that's how you know, like, how many can I buy? <laughs> how many Miller Lights can I have <laughs> on this go round? <laughs> I think he bought like 10 beers the first go round and it was just like, dude. You know what? Just give me the cooler. <laughs> just get out of the cart. Get out of the cart. Let's switch carts. Does this one, does this one hold you clubs? What, can you golf? Because <laughs> ideally, I'd like you to play for me because I really don't like it. And I'm going to go to that shady spot over there where those Civil War reenactors are jerking off. And I'm going to drink beer and, and watch these guys beat off in flannel pants. I'm, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm fine with this going back to that. Sidebar, because it's just I, a good connection. I genuinely wonder. One, that's a great sketch idea, and yeah. I'm totally on board with that. We'll add that to the astounding list. I'm gonna have to go back together. and listen to like probably episode ten through now to to properly Nail document down. sure the sketch comedy ideas we've had. But I I, I am saying like it, it's just it's one of those abstractions in in, hist- in history. That someone that deals like loves it and deals with it and wants to know every single aspect, and then you say to yourself like, "Do you? <laughs> Do you want to know every aspect?" I would love if you and I could co-author a masturbation through the ages <laughs> history book. Like, yes, 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 Normandy, D-Day, we know. What were they doing once it was over? <laughs> so this gets back to my point, right? <laughs> so, like, if you're out in the woods, the, like the night before Gettysburg. Yeah. One, I used to play football, and I'll tell you, before a game, I got the worst, not the worst, there's another guy that was always the worst, but one of the worst cases of nervous shits, mm-hmm. where you literally just take eight, nine, ten shits in three hours. Some of them are just kind of like yeah. one little turdlet, other ones are just monsters. We'll bring it back to TPTO in season two of The Sopranos when they're doing all those safe heists yeah. with Matthew Bevelock and the other the other guy's never helping because he always is shitting, shitting. in the corner yeah. because of the adrenaline affecting him. And they were talking about big little pussy or big pussy almost he shit so big one time at a heist that they thought a bear broke in and did it. <laughs> but anyways, nice tie-in. Yeah. But yeah, I used to get the worst case of nervous shits. Now you say the night before Gettysburg. Sure, there's a lot of shit going on. You know that's happening. Yeah. But you know that there's that guy. Hey, boys, I just had a shit. But I got to tell you what, the nerves are a little out there. <laughs> so I'm going to go over there behind that hedge, tug one of these boys out, 
But what did they call it? I want to know what these guys... I want to know where I can go for that research. Yeah. Well, we'll have to compile it and write a book. I'm going to pull the log out and take them down to Lumbertown. I don't know. You know, like, I don't... I'm going to go fiddle with my tallywhacker. <laughs> I'm going to take, take the wood over to the mill or whatever gotta, it may be. Give me one of them blank pages in the back of your Bible there so I can wipe up. <laughs> it ain't sacrilegious. There's nothing written on it. Oh, fuck you. That just says copyright. Give me that. <laughs> no, but like that, I want to find that. And I don't think it's there. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Lieutenant, use this land skim sleeve but let me I tell made. You, you can catch exact, it. Exactly. <laughs> if we wrote that, one, it'd be obscene, which is right in line with the podcast. Yeah. It would be a great advertising tool. if it tool. was historically, factually accurate. But if it's accurate. historically, factually accurate. Look, there's, it's like everyone always says, there, you can only write about some topic so many times. Yeah. So they say, you don't write about World War II, or you don't really want to go into that because there's so much, there's very yeah. little that's new. Yeah. Everyone knows everything about Hitler, other than his masturbation habits. If you're on a submarine? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know... Uh, where, where are you? Where? Like, there's no... I've been on those subs. I've been to the U.S. at Yorktown, the big yeah, carrier. I've, I've been seen on those little subs that are right next to it. You walk down, you're like... One, I'm claustrophobic, so I, I don't do well. Yeah, but I didn't two, go into like, the submarine when I visited how, Yorktown. There's nowhere to go. And, like, I guess there's a little privacy for the officer. Yeah. But for the John Q. <laughs> sailor... Um, excuse me, Admiral, could I use your quarters for three minutes? That, wait... Four tops? Two and a half? It's been I can make this a minute and a half. If you give me a minute and a half... It's been 48 hours. <laughs> it's not going to take long. 48 hours, son. Good God. <laughs> Get in there. Get in there. Do it twice. Do it twice. You got ten. I'm giving you ten. That could you, be three if you, you do this right. You know what? Let, let, the, let the greenhorn in there with you. He needs to get a couple off, too. And you know that not all these guys had, like... It wasn't like the day and age where everyone had access to like Betty Page pics. Yeah. Some of these guys were having to steal their buddy's like girlfriend picture, and yeah. she's in there with like a, a coat <laughs> up to her neck, buttoned. Hey, Lewis, a- is this your girlfriend? <laughs> no, that's my mom. It'll work. <laughs> it's like my realtor. Yeah. I told you about the other pod. Totally well dressed, yeah. business suit, but that was enough. I didn't. Yeah. Just needed a smiling face. There's a writer, I want to say it's John Hodgman. I might be wrong, but he does do humorist writings. I think it is him where he writes fake history. Uh-huh. Like the whole book is a, is a, is a fake historical account of um, uh, what's, what's the bloodiest battle of the Civil War? Is it Antietam? The bloodiest day is Antietam. Okay, so he would write a whole fake history book with all fake facts about that that <laughs> okay and that's and it's he does it for it's it's a humorist it's he's not a comedian like, is there an example like not off the top of my head because i might even have the wrong name i think it's john hodgman the guy who always played uh pc in the mac pc commercials oh, with yeah. justin long he's written several books and it's fake history he makes something up about things that and we, he says it's fake history well yeah he yeah. advertises it as such if, if he did one on world war ii it would all be fake like yeah. you know hitler actually wasn't a vegan he loved ribs like <laughs> you know contrary to popular yeah, belief that's what his books are so maybe if we do the research and we find that we just can't find out we write a fake history book of of all the major wars famous characters yeah, that, that tugged one out. Yeah, uh, turns out uh, uh, famous Union uh, officer Lawrence Chamberlain beat off on a daily basis. <laughs> as it turns out, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton was only killed by Aaron Burr because he was just tugging one as he pulled a reach. <laughs> exactly. 
we could like we could write we could write a whole volume of books. Like we start with the Revolutionary War period. We write about John Adams' masturbation habits. Like you know, everyone thinks they signed the con- the Declaration of Independence with a pen. They were actually. <laughs> I can't even finish. A circle jerk. <laughs> they just turned into a revolutionary movement. Tur- turns out the secretary in there signed for them because they were all beating off in the corner. She knew she had to make it look weird, so she did John Hancock real big. Oh, wow. So, Hancock. <laughs> and we're done. Congratulations. We're independent. <laughs> I feel great. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about totally you guys, relieved. but I could use a beer and a nap. <laughs> Who's got a cigar? And then you, st- you jump forward to Lincoln. It's like, oh, you Lincoln know, was definitely a tugger. Like, Can you yeah. imagine the that's stress? That's why he wrote the Gettysburg Address on napkins. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's two and a half minutes long. <laughs> I gotta get through this. <laughs> oh. know, I, I don't. I don't need this part. I'll just get. Re- yeah, I don't need this part. I'll just wipe off of this part. I'll read these. <laughs> no, but if we're talking about all-time tuggers. I gotta have Lincoln on the top three. His oh, yeah. wife's crazy. Yeah, lost her mind. Definitely not. Definitely not giving it up. Yeah, lose. Like, he's in the middle of the worst catastrophe. He had the that. He had that man friend that he was suspiciously close. Suspiciously with. gay with. Yeah, that was in the, the the hospital there. Yeah, I mean, I say suspiciously gay with. That kind of takes the suspiciously. Well, I, but I, you, I, yeah. there's suspicion. Yeah. that he visited this particularly man, man friend, friend a bit too much. But yeah, you could jump to World War One. It turns out they had they fought war in the trenches because they needed a place to privately beat off. Right. In, bet- <laughs> in between the chemicals. It's like, oh my God, is that mustard gas? Oh fuck, we're all gonna die. Whip <laughs> right, it out. Whip it out. You do me, I'll do you. <laughs> you could you could jump to World War II. You cover Europe and the uh, Philippines, Japan. You could even you know mm. like are the German soldiers beating off? How are they doing it versus the yeah. the the, uh, uh, the allies? Sure. You know sure. you could go all the way up to present day. Yeah. Well, yeah. we might. I think maybe we stop like at the civil rights era. So we go to, I think, I think it ends. Well, I don't think it ends. I think we end it at like Vietnam because those guys. Perfect. Yeah. We'll just cover all the war periods. Like they said, the last guy to get a hand job in cargo pants was in Nam. So <laughs> we'll cover, yeah, we cover the revolution. Maybe we cover French and Indian. Maybe yeah. we cover 1812, World War One. Andrew Jackson probably was a tucker. He's a people's <laughs> man, you know. I'm going to be on the $20 bill. Oh, never mind. I don't care. Oh. Get rid of those Native Americans. <laughs> Trail of Tears, what? Oh, that's good. Yeah, you cover all the wars. Yeah, I think we should write masturbation throughout. Like, what, what do you call, like, what would you call a collection of historical essays on every major war America fought? A collection of historical essays on every single war America yeah, fought. Yeah, like in. if someone wanted to sit down and write just a brief historical account of every major war from the revolution to Vietnam. Well, like a something, it depends on you, your interpretation, but like one that would be stylistically exciting would be like born in blood. Okay. Which is, you would turn around in and say, <laughs> well, no, see, I was just thinking like, I was just thinking the, the, uh, the jerk off war diaries. <laughs> jerk off war diaries. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. You can, what's the, uh, the man, the jerk off manifesto. <laughs> The rise and fall of masturbation and modern-day American war. Flogging the dolphin throughout history. <laughs> and I don't mean the Japanese. We're not I mean, killing them. We're just like, literally flogging the dolphin. I like the idea of it being war diaries where you cover just like a, you know, or war essays. But you just like, it's, we're going we're gonna to touch 
on ooh so there you, so if it's going to be the fake ones that we were talking about yeah you could do like where you have like that World War II Ernie Sledge kind of war he was there documenting he was a mm. reporter on the ground yeah so you could do like a if it's again it has to be fake you could write a as if you had been on the ground with the soldiers, you'd be like, it was dark night. <laughs> the men knew something was coming. Real, real, you know, yeah. Yeah. ominous overtones. And yeah. Someone went looking for Thomas. Couldn't find him. We got nervous. Turns out he was jacking his dick off behind a tree. <laughs> like someone just yeah. took... Yeah. He said it was a good one and asked to borrow one of my lucky strikes. <laughs> he was Nothing else happened that you night. Know, <laughs> you know at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan when Tom Hanks can't hear and he's looking around and he sees dead bodies and he sees the one guy walking around with no arm and he finds it and right. picks it up and walks away. I, this is a funny visual of like, and then he pans to the right and there's some guy missing a leg just going to town. <laughs> so this conversation is so fucked just on every level, but I can definitely see it in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Mama! <laughs> no! No, not too him. far! <laughs> not, not the beat up, it's the guy next to him. It's like, you hey, hey, could you lay off with the mama stuff? You, I'm trying to get this out before you I die. <laughs> you didn't preface though. It's only on the visual. No, but that's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Like that scene in The Patriot when the. Mel Gibson leading him. He's got the flag. Yeah. And he's running them back. They're trying to retreat and they're running back up the hill. And there'd just be one guy that was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, ah, I'm going to stay here. People think the Boston Massacre occurred because the uh, colonists <laughs> were throwing rocks at the soldiers. Turns out <laughs> they were busting nuts all over the centuries. That <laughs> Turns out if you shoot a load on a. <laughs> On a member of the royal army, uh, they're gonna fight back. So they weren't throwing rocks that night. They were busting colonial loads all over the redcoats, who, as expected, took offense. Yeah, it's hard to wash that material. <laughs> Those coats. There's no dry cleaning back then. Oh yeah, there's, Boston there's... Tea Party is like, hey, can you help us throw this tea into the uh, bay? Like in just a second. <laughs> Yeah, it's endless. It's really, really endless. With I want to give it a good name. I want to get you know clown punching throughout history. <laughs> it could be like a so you have like a people's history of the United States. Yeah. Oh, my favorite book. This is you just want to make a play on that. A people coming of the. Uh, I don't know. A, a masturbator's history of the United States. A masturbator's States. history of the United States. A masturbator's war diary. Because then you can. It doesn't have to be all warfare. But I, I was more focused on that. Actually, yeah. before we went down this incredibly <laughs> horrible rabbit hole, <laughs> I was really, I, I have long wondered, like, how did that play out? I mean, we're men at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I mean, you've seriously wondered about it. I doubt that you could probably find enough information to write. No, definitely not. A, you know. Even a brief essay on it. So what I'm proposing is we take a John Hodgman approach and we... We write. I don't, I, I, don't, I work in the industry. We could make these books and bind them and, and sell them on Amazon. I certainly don't think... I think I could write more than an essay. Yeah. And I, it would ha but you'd be dealing with like first, first-hand reports, which are often unreliable. So it would just be, like, like I said, some other soldiers saying like they got worried about Johnson. It turns out that... He didn't get caught up by the, the man in black pajamas. He was just <laughs> plugging away at himself. Everybody talks about how George Washington had false teeth, and no one talks about how he was a lefty. <laughs> oh, I, have you ever done that? 
What the stranger? The, the, the stranger thing? It doesn't. It doesn't it's, it's hard. It's, no, it doesn't work. It, it's like you can playing, sit on your hand all you want. All like, it does then is just make it seems like a grizzly old man hand <laughs> is tugging away at your Johnson. <laughs> it's like playing the guitar backwards. It's like you know what to do, but your brain just it's like, what are you doing? This isn't how we do this. <laughs> but not to, not to end this on the movie that we started and never really talked about. But the pro, another huge hole, and I remember I don't remember. It might have been a TV show. What's that one that's hugely popular on CBS? I've seen it so many times and I'm forgetting the name. Two Big Bang Man? Theory. Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. Okay. Where Sheldon absolutely loves this film. He shows it to Amy Farrah Fowler, his girlfriend, and she, not meaning to, completely throws it under the bus that the, all of this would have happened, this whole ending here, the whole film would have been the same with or without Indiana. <laughs> Seriously, it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge story arc problem because yeah, he's just there not to look when they open the arc. Right, but he everything he tried to stop or do was he was unsuccessful doing. But even if he hadn't tried to stop or not do, yeah, they would have tried. They would have taken the arc to that spot, opened it, and the same exact thing would have happened. So he could have just stayed in Morocco and yeah. and had some drinks and gone home. Gone home because the exact same thing and well and then he could have flown here right. and just picked up the ark and and taken it to a museum now that i'm done i'm gonna go beat off in it <laughs> which we know didn't the government comes and takes it and stores it in a warehouse until crystal skull so <laughs> that's a that's a funny visual indy cranking one out and like this belongs in a museum <laughs> I, I just <laughs> this this rabbit hole I, I, i'm gonna have even i'm gonna have trouble <laughs> With 14. <laughs> it's not nearly as graphic as, as uh, 6 was. I don't remember what was... It's, I uh, get lost. That's the cum-faced story one. Ah, but that was so short. We've spent a, a large portion of well, time... Well, there's a lot of history to cover. There is a lot of history <laughs> to cover and uncover and clean up. <laughs> uh, I just... I like the first-hand account. I like that... I like the idea of cutting to, like, a, a historian in a leather chair surrounded by books. Mm-hmm. You know, Pipe. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know... Uh, you know, everyone talks about uh, everyone talks about uh, Thomas Jefferson and uh, everything he's and known. Sally for. Hemings and all the slaves he. But no one talks about the fact that uh, he was a fan of the old rusty trombone. <laughs> Turns out that man couldn't get himself off alone. He needed help. He called it the quill. <laughs> Not sure what that means, and we're still investigating what that all stood for. Oh man. Benjamin Franklin may not have been president. But he beat off with presidents. Then you can throw in real facts, like he had syphilis. <laughs> and people are like, wait, that can't be true because these guys are saying it. You know? like, no, no. Yeah, he had that. <laughs> Everyone thinks after Hitler killed Eva Braun, he immediately shot himself. No, no, no. <laughs> he took a few minutes to himself. And then he killed himself. And that is why they had their bodies burned. Because he didn't take time to clean up. Right. He just... Jesus loves me. I like it. We just need, I think you're right, but we need the title first. Yeah, we got to come up with a good title. And unfortunately, Taco Chore is just not coming to me right now. That's You know what it is? It's the absence of beer. If I had three or four beers in me, we'd have a great book title. I'm just taking a week off. This was a sober pot. Nope, no pressure. Yeah. No, no peer pressure. I, uh, I don't, I don't mind it, but that's. That's the difference, because whatever wheels are turning, there's one little beer wheel over here yeah. that's like, you know, it's like, oh, there's a good book title in there, but we're not turning that wheel tonight. We're going to have to wait and see what yeah. happens. I, I don't know. I, I think it, it depends on the day for me. Like, some days I feel like 
oh yeah, there's a the the, the booze wheel yeah. that will help my creativity. <laughs> but well, sometimes we're doing these, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm hey, Kat Von D, hey. Kat Von D, <laughs> I love you. No, but you know how like we've talked about this. The word fellatio is the like. The it's a beautiful word. The dictionary loftiest way to just say blowjob. Mm-hmm. What is, what is that word for masturbation? Because that's your that's, that's your title a, word. That's such a. It's just a cold word. It's just so mechanical. Mm-hmm. Masturbation. Excuse me, darling. I'm going to go masturbate. <laughs> uh, give me anywhere. But like sex, you can call coitus. Like oh. I know. Oh. I know. But once we need that word. We need that word that... Cunnilingus. Exactly. Ugh. Analingus. We need that word. I like that one. <laughs> I don't mind that so much. <laughs> Darling, it's our anniversary, and I was wondering, how about some analingus? <laughs> we need that word for... Because analingus throughout history. You know what I mean? So you're looking for the really, like, yeah. We need the really lofty yeah. jerk-off word. Right. You're, you're looking for something comparable to, like, the, the rise and fall of the history of Rome, only it's more like... Yeah. And lingers throughout time. The okay. Up, the up and down strokes throughout history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We st- stroking history. We what let's the last thing we'll do here tonight is we will look up fancy well, words. I, well, for jerk well I'll give you an example. I read a great book in uh David McKillar wrote seventeen seventy six. Great piece of history about that particular year and how fucking god awful shitty it was. We we celebrate it like it's our biggest our first year when in reality we were just getting hammered mm. up and down but uh they they called it was the way that the prostitutes of boston were titled they were called uh one of the, the one of these englishmen wrote in his diary these jades these bitch foxley hags <laughs> i've i've wanted to use that in context ever since like in it because they wouldn't get it if yeah. someone was walking down the street and they were like being an asshole to somebody like, you jade you bitch foxley hag <laughs> And they'd be like, who is this fucking yeah. lunatic? Well, so I'm yeah. trying to think. I, I think if you spend enough time going through the history books, that's like, the, what's the oldest way? The oldest way to say. <laughs> and we're I was typing. Hoping it, I was hoping it would come up. How did you spell masturbate? I had this conversation the other day. <laughs> well, master. Yeah, I bet you won't get it. It's T-U-R, though. B-A-T-E. S-M-A-S. I think it's T-U-R. T-U-R. You nailed it. Yeah, that's where I was getting tripped up. <laughs> yes, we are typing in oldest way to masturbate in well, Google. Well, it's like uh, chew is um, uh, uh, mastigate, right? Like the, the act of chewing is mastigation. Beating the bishop, I like that one. <laughs> Beating the bishop throughout history. Well, that's that's going to sound like an attack on religion. We could break this down because uh, there's some like massaging your Andy Johnson. So you can just play, that's a play on word there. You could be like yeah. massaging your Andrew Johnson. Well, we, we need the Latin. We need the Latin word. Like we need the Latin root. We need, we need something that sounds very scientific. Uh, let's try that. Let's put Latin root, masturbate, or shin. Probably Latin root. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> what do they, all we need to do is watch Rome. Surely they talk about it in Rome. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of like, they just say fuck. Yeah. Or cunny. Yeah, it's one right. of the big ones. It's just, yeah. it just doesn't really. Seventeen uh, uh, earlier is masturbation. I don't know what that means. Masturbation. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What is this book about?" I don't know because I've never heard of that word. Hey, well, let's go right to the masturbation on online entomology dictionary. Here we go. Uh, Seventeen eleven 
earlier as mastupration in the 1620s, from a French masturbation, and directly from modern Latin masturbationum, nominative <laughs> <Shit>. masturbatio. <laughs> There's just, there's no, there's not one, there's not one. Noun of action from pa- past principle stem of Latin, masturbari, Masturb- to masturbate. <laughs> that is gold. The long-standing speculation is that this Latin word is altered, probably by influence of turbare, to disturb or confuse, <laughs> from monstuprare, from manu, ablative of manus, hand, stupare, defile, <laughs> Stuprum, defilement or dishonor, mm. and related to stupere, to be stunned or stupefied. <laughs> but perhaps the first element represents an unattested masdopines, an earlier technical word that was onanism that was related to masturbational. Mm. So there you go. I think the, the gold there <clears throat> is the mastubari. Mastubari? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's now I've, the goal was to go lofty. And, going, and we went like Buckingham Palace with it. Like we went too lofty. So you're saying like the Queen might have turned to Prince Philip one night and been, Darling, Master Bore. I must go Master Bore tonight. <laughs> I'm thinking now maybe we just go simple, like alone time through the ages. <laughs> American history, alone time. Five minutes of alone time. <laughs> uh, Five to ten minutes of alone time. American war history and alone time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can see it going both ways. And then someone picks the book like, Alone Time Throughout American War History. Jeez, I wonder what this is about. I, oh my God! I think you do, you send out the Latin so it looks really official. Yeah. And then the byline is, you know, <laughs> five minutes of alone time in American war history. <laughs> so you got like, Masturbari un Americanum. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And yeah. you drop that down with yeah. five minutes of alone time in American yeah. war history. Uh, maybe you could, maybe we could even repurpose a word like liberate. <laughs> what is the word? Well, I like defilement. <laughs> defilement and pleasure in America. There you go. Yeah. Masturbare un Americanum. Defilement and pleasure in American war history. <laughs> so you got like, you, you've done the whole, you've gone to the heights of the, of the teaching of the yeah. academia with the masturbare un Americanum. You know what I might really do? I'm going to see if, 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 in fact, John Hodgman is the fake history writer that I think he is, I'm going to see if he has, like, a fan email. And I'm just going to ask him, what would you title a fake history book about <laughs> war period masturbation? I hope he's cool enough not to be like, here's what I would title it, now go fuck yourself so I can write this real book in the next two to three That's hours. That's a good point. You never know. But you do know a great idea like this. <laughs> this is going to make us millions. Yeah. As soon as we get done with the Andy Griffith porno period. <laughs> You know, that's going to be our first mill. This is going to be our first bill yeah, with uh, a B. Hey, you know, readings down in America, not anymore. Not anymore. We've got, we've got the book for you. Because <laughs> that's the greatest bathroom book. Like, think about it. Do you, you don't know what to get your husband for Father's Day? <laughs> Having trouble with Dad's Christmas present. Master Where's your title? Americanum. Dad's Christmas present. Dad's Christmas present. <laughs> or we'll have bylines and titles for days. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbare in Americanum, Defilement and Pleasure in American History, Dad's, war- Dad's Book for Christmas. The ultimate goal here is to write the book, it'd be a huge success, and then to get a letter in the mail one day that some dipshit is teaching a college course on it. Oh, yeah. Because um, it'd have to be 
like if it wasn't fake, if we were able to actually pinpoint some actual <laughs> course material and yeah. you cite that shit, can you imagine it'd be hilarious? Like someone comes like, I don't think this is true, but uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> if you'll have a look at the Chicago style ML, uh, the, my documentation, you'll find <laughs> that Major John Phillips reported quite adamantly that the entire Japanese army at Hingsao was jerking off at one time, which is why we were able to so quickly take down that particular army. He literally crested a hill, all pulling it at one time like it was some kind of fucking ceremony. People often talk about how Martin Luther King was unfaithful to his wife. What they rarely talk about is his fondness for masturbation in public bathrooms. <laughs> it had to be public. It couldn't be a hotel. It couldn't be... Oh. And, it, and it is for that reason that the handicap stall was ultimately invented. <laughs> it turns out there was a second shooter at the grassy knoll. <laughs> However, he was distracted and was jerking it to a blonde-haired lady up on the ridge there. <laughs> so the third shot. <laughs> Martin Luther King famously would not open the door for a man in a wheelchair because he was busy cranking the second one out of the day. And unfortunately, that man peed what? himself. I think you've got to be careful with the steering towards the Martin Luther King. <laughs> Like, one and done. Let's just shoot through history, literally. Just shoot through history, one at a time. But there's all kinds of characters. Before we go tonight, I want to make a <laughs> special shout-out. We didn't get... I don't think we got much participation on the sharing, but we did get one. Yeah, we did. And he deserves some credit. Rusty Snowden. Yeah, oh yeah. He didn't quite understand what we were saying about the warning. We're not... War the warning we were mentioning was not so much that you'll laugh so hard you spit out your, your cold beverage. It was more or less that you're about to listen to something potentially very vulgar, depending on what episode you land on. No, they're all. Like, tonight, if someone saw Rusty <laughs> and they saw that post, like, oh, I love Rusty. I wonder if, he's, if he likes it. I love it. Oh, shit. What the fuck is wrong with Rusty? <laughs> These guys are talking about jerking off in history. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to come up with this show title. And, of course, next week we've got... Uh, what are we saying? We got pirates. We got unless you want to do cliffhanger. I'm kind of leaning Dick Tracy now. I get. I will go a few days. We'll we'll quorum it. If anyone here has a preference, we're looking at Rusty sent us an email. I haven't shared. I, I oh, went to screen grab. He sent. T O. He sent. I think like I don't know somewhere between eight and ten uh, viewing recommendations. Okay. Do you um, remember any off the top? Goonies was one. I do okay. remember that. Goonies? Point Break was one. Okay. Um, uh, I don't. I don't remember all of them. He sent a list though. There's, all a, there's films. a few on there. I think films and maybe a show or two. Okay. But uh, yeah, he he uh, he reached out, sent an email. We do have emails now. That's cool to know. Yeah. We haven't officially announced the listener contest. We still need to work the the uh, ins and outs there. Mm -hmm. But uh, Rusty's a he's 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 got a strong start. Also, if anyone here knows of any dog friendly bars. That yes. will actually allow us not to bring the dog only onto a patio, but into the bar. Even if you have a friend who owns a bar and would maybe allow us ten minutes before like maybe the before they're open. open. Like yeah. yeah, if they open at eleven, we're gonna like pop in at ten thirty. Like take a take quick a picture, couple, or two. couple pictures or two. We're looking to do some promotional mm -hmm. photos in a bar with, with cold cuts. With cold cuts, he is the. Um, he, he hasn't is, made an appearance. He man. is the Southside Steve of this show. He is. <laughs> Probably gotten just as much ass. Uh, but he hasn't made an appearance tonight. Uh, he, Did he? He kind of growled in the okay. background for a second. But okay. he, I, I guess he just, Is you know what, he's, he's busy jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's the most like he does it with his mouth. Different thing altogether. <laughs> Monster Anyhow. French Bulldog can't reach himself, mm. so he actually does use his hand. Oh yeah, you've told me this. And when you catch him, it's so funny. <laughs> and when he makes eye contact, it gets weird. Because he ain't turning away. <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> Stare into these dead eyes. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Not well, thank you, Rusty. Uh, we get for first time getting away from the Sopranos. Didn't really do much, but just watching Indiana Jones and talk about masturbation and some other form of stuff. Throughout history. Throughout history, a little bit of politics. Uh, what else do we talk about? We'll talk about that later. Our genius idea for 285. Oh, and we've got some great sketch comedy ideas. Also, per, per, about <laughs> masturbation. masturbation. But still, again, lovely night. <laughs> Sober one for me. Yeah. And for you. I think you had a beer. I had a I had an all day IPA a couple hours ago. Well, I, I just say because it was really funny when when I listen to these things again, and it's not that the content is, is bad. It's just the the random words that are just so off, and neither <laughs> of us like stops to catch it because we would have said it the exact. Oh same yeah, my way. dad pulled me aside and say, "You need to realize that it's not hallucination." <laughs> I was like, "I was drinking. Leave me alone." <laughs> the one last week you led right out with it. It was like. Uh, it was during the intro, which is usually when, right? Yeah. And you, I couldn't remember the word, but I was like, yeah, I, even I couldn't stop it. Uh, I couldn't even correct that one. That's how, that wasn't going to work out. I don't remember what it so was. So it'll be interesting to listen to this one, because I, I think it's probably going to be a little bit crisper. Yeah, maybe. A little bit cleaner. Maybe. It that doesn't mean we're going to stay this way. <laughs> I'm just taking a break, so. It proves that we can do this no matter what. The old liver needed a breather. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you again. Episode 14 of WFUCK. Five. 97.5. The Golden Voice and the Laugh Man signing out. <laughs> Next week, stay tuned because we've got Our Lady Peace. I'll... <laughs> <laughs>